Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. No Jumper, coolest podcast in the world. Today we're in here with the boys from the Fresh and Fit podcast. I know a shitload of you guys have been looking forward to us having them on the show so we could sort of uh, see what the cohesion is. AD went on their podcast uh, mm-hmm. a couple of uh, weeks ago or a week ago or so. Uh, how you guys doing? Chilling, man. How you guys doing? Man? Excellent. We're in LA, bro. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> What's up? Yeah, you guys hype. Good. Well, now you get to do it the No Jumper way, the AD way. The 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 you know it's it's slightly better than I don't know what a, what other way you can. <laughs> Here before, but I think, I think we're gonna help y'all elevate a little bit. Yeah, I'm down, bro. For sure. First time here. My okay. Main question that I'm interested in asking that I haven't got really filled in on yet. And by the way, this weed tray in front of you guys makes it look like you guys are rolling up. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. That might be kind oh, of misleading oh, to the audience. Oh, Sab- yeah. Podcast sabotage. Yeah. Uh oh. <laughs> They're potheads. They set us up, man. They, they set did. us up. Um, okay, so. How did you guys' podcast come together? What was the inspiration? What was the original idea? Take me through a little bit of how this this came to be for the audience at home who, who doesn't necessarily know. Man, this, we were two separate beings, bro. Yeah. Um, so I was doing prank videos and also did like um, internet marketing and uh, Instagram. <laughs> and pretty much like I had a following from that kind of like uh, niche. However, um, at some point, you know, with the, fi- with the fake pranks, it gets kind of old and kind of boring. Mm. So this one time, one of my friend's podcast, he, he has a big um, YouTube channel, and he's like, yo, bro, you did, you did a good podcast. Let me go do a second one. Went on a second time. He said, hey, I got a friend in, in Brickell downtown. You got to meet him. And that was Myron. Mm-hmm. And he sent me a DM. Spoke for like an hour. And bro. We talked about the same things. We smashed some of the same girls. Like, yo, <laughs> let's, let's put it on That's pretty bro. much how most guys buy. Like, wait, you know that chick? Yeah, I know her too. Oh, she a skeezer? Oh, wait, hold on. Wait, you're a womanizer too? Oh, me too? Oh, yeah, let's break up. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, I think that's why me and AD haven't really got that close yet. Like we, we ain't smashed the same girl, I don't he, think. Uh, he, he's like, he, he smashes the top level of the female. Yeah. He, does, he doesn't what? want to throw me the bone. Oh, come on. That's Bro, right. we, we, name, not, not. name a, a, a girl you ain't smashed. They had less than fucking 100,000 followers on Instagram. Ooh. I just I forget about those ones. They, they go in the recycling bin. The recycling bin. I, don't, I forget immediately. No clout, no cock. But wait, okay, so what, what, what was the, the central part of the conversation? Because like, I, I know what you guys are talking about. Like When you are kind of working on your own business and stuff, and then you meet somebody that you just feel like, oh, fuck, he's on the same page as me. Yeah. Like, what, what were you guys yeah. really uh, inspired we, by in the same way? Yeah, we met through our boy uh, Solo TV 84 man. Shout out to him. him. Um, he does a bunch of different content with like male self-improvement, cryptocurrency currency whatever so i met him through another content creator that we know and uh basically like i had a fitness channel at the time and he had a prank channel and i was like yo let's just clap and then at, at, before we sp- when we spoke we started figuring out oh like you're dealing with the same types of chicks me too mm-hmm. oh you have this you know 
RP awareness on like how women really move, especially in Miami, because obviously Miami, I always say it's like the Olympics of dating. It's really tough, mm, to, tough. to date out there, man. It's tough for a lot of people. So, you know, we had dealt with like, we had done the same things, like, you know what I'm saying? Like we do the same strategies to get chicks. So, uh, you know, we just bonded over that pause. And uh, <laughs> and then we became friends and then we started doing the, um, the podcast together. Mm. Where we're using like StreamYard, I'm sure you guys are familiar with that. Where you do like uh, you know live streaming together, and then we just said, you know, we're all gonna we're gonna go all in. We're gonna get a studio, and then bang. That's it's funny because I was in my bedroom. He was in his bedroom. Far living away. room, living room, living yeah. room, sir. Living room. There, there you go. And uh, and the first video, the first video they did pretty good, man. I mean, yeah. we, just, we just kept going from there. Yeah, mm -hmm. people really enjoyed that stuff because we're giving a Miami vibe on it. And then like the thing is, is like there's not many like young guys in a major city yeah. that talk about this stuff. We talk about like the raw truths of what it takes to be attractive to girls. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Like, yeah, and and the thing, you know, a lot of people like in in the in a certain sphere that we're in, you know what I'm saying? They're like they say, oh, you guys hate women and all this other stuff. It's like, nah, we just understand the truth and we know how to uh, maneuver it for 2021 and beyond, you know? Because mm -hmm. exactly. obviously the game has changed significantly with online dating, Instagram, social media, all that. Like you gotta bring all that into your repertoire now to be good with girls. So what got you guys into like aggressively learning how to be better with women and stuff? Because I do think that's a very interesting subgenre of YouTube content that oh. I hadn't, until I started watching your shit and realized like, oh, they're kind of zeroing in on dudes who need help with this kind of thing. I had never really thought of that as being like a, a topic that could be really big on YouTube. But I think you you're, do you guys consider yourself part of the manosphere. Like I've heard that topic thrown around for Kevin Samuels and a few other people of basically just like helping dudes to be better at being dudes. See, I would say we're more diverse because we hit all target areas. Mm -hmm. So fitness finance, social media, lifestyle, because the math is focused on only like dating and women nature. Mm. We're more like diverse in what we talk about. And then to, I, I would say the biggest problem is that guys, a lot of guys, don't, they don't know how to talk to girls. Mm -hmm. And it's worldwide. That's in Germany, Australia, Facts. Canada. So we bridge a gap between what men want and what women want. We put it all in one room. So mm. Yeah, I mean, this type of content is exploding. And the reason why is because it's tough for a lot of guys to get girls nowadays, you know, with uh, what I've said is, you know, shout out to, um, cause what we've done is we've basically like taken the theory and we take, now we have the application in a modern day setting, you know, shout out to our boy Rolo Tomasi. We had him on our show. Uh, we, you know, we talk about the rational male. It's a very good book. It explains female nature in a very like concise way. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? And explains like from A to Z how women think, but theory isn't enough. You have to have the application too. So with us, we take that that theory and we kind of put it into practice in modern day setting because what's happened is um, with the internet, social media, everything like that, like just like the world's been globalized with the internet, like dating has been globalized as well. And like they call it the sexual marketplace, so to speak, mm -hmm. the dating market. And it's been globalized thanks to social media, whatever. So a girl that like had a, like maybe she lived in like Iowa or in the middle of nowhere in Idaho, whatever it is. Like if she's bad, it used to be she was limited to her immediate geographic area. Mm. But now with the internet and social media, especially Instagram, which Sheesh. I say Instagram is the number one dating app. Flew you out, man. Facts. <laughs> Get flued out like yeah, that. Flued show. You're the hottest girl in Idaho. <laughs> coming to Trey yeah. Song's house. Facts. Facts. Bro. Facts. Facts. So like, what's going on is like these chicks. They're getting hit up by high status men all over the country. So now dudes that would have been good candidates where they were at in their immediate geographic vicinity, are invisible. now those dudes are invisible. Mm. And now those guys have to level up to get on the same level. So what's happened is this, all the girls are fighting for like a small minority of the men at the top. Mm. You know, there's a bunch of arguments, you know, some people say it's a top 20, some people say it's a top 10, some people say it's a top 30. But the point is, is that a small minority of men are banging most of the chicks. So the, a lot of these chicks are Eskimo sisters, if we're gonna keep it a stack. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So that's what's going on. They don't you know? even care anymore, right? Yeah, facts. So, uh, so, and um, 
It's a with culture. that said, you know, with the plane tickets, you know what I'm saying, with the, with the internet, all that stuff, that's what's happening. So average guys are kind of getting left in the dust. And shout out to Kevin Samuels as well. Yeah. If you watch the show, a lot of average girls say, well, I want an above average man. And that's kind of the world that we're in now because since the, you know, the dating marketplace is globalized, girls' standards have went along with it. Went mm. up with it. And guys now are the majority of virgins now. Mm-hmm. It's flipped Facts. on a script. Really? So it's flipped now. Bro, yeah. if you take a 21-year-old a, a chick and a 21-year-old dude, I guarantee you she has more bodies than an average than she a 21-year-old dude now. Yeah, yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah because the, <laughs> Where's the thing at? It's, <laughs> it's so much easier for a girl to get laid than a dude. And But the thing that kind of stopped that in previous generations or years was the fact that women were kind of ashamed to have a shitload Fact. of sex parties. Mm-hmm. So like a lot of that has kind of gone away. It's cool so, now. So now... What what is to stop it? Like if, if you're a dude, and that's why I've always hated when women would say like, "Oh, it's a double standard." Because Bruh. if a guy if a guy has fucked twenty girls, he's the man, and if he and if girls fuck twenty girl uh, guys, then she's a slut. It's like. Listen, you could fuck 20 guys tonight yes. without trying. If you you can organize to. a 20 guy gangbang out of any bar in America. Yep. If I fuck 20 girls this month, that is a sign that I'm doing something pretty good, that I must have some some hold on them mentally. I must have some kind of value that I'm bringing to the situation. It's so unfair to compare those two things, and that's always pissed me off that girls say, it's a double standard. Like, yes, it's an intelligent double standard. It makes sense. Yeah, But bro. guess what? In the club, you get in for free, right? Yeah. Drinks for right. free. Travel for free. So what do we get? That's all we get, basically. We got to spend. They, they, <laughs> yeah. they get mad about the double standard when it doesn't like benefit them. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? And I, what I tell them, too, is that, like, yo, because I get into this debate every night. As you guys know, we bring chicks on our show, yeah. you know, at the, at the cost of my hair. But what it is, what it is, right? We be having, like, up to, like, 15 chicks in the studio. And this yeah. is a big arguing point. Like, well, why is it okay for guys to smash as many girls as they want? And I tell them, baby girl, simply put. A key that opens many locks is a master key. A lock that opens any key is a shitty lock. Mm. <laughs> Bars. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, like men and women are not the same. Like yep. for a dude to smash a lot of chicks, he's got to bring mar- value to the marketplace in some degree. Yep. For a woman to smash a lot of dudes, she don't got to do nothing but exist. A chick could go into a bar like, nah! and get like, you know what I'm saying? Somebody going to smack it. Somebody's yep. still going to smack it, bro. Like, but a dude, he go into a bar, nah! she's going to be like, the fuck? Like, right. I'm out. You know what I'm saying? Like, you got to be on point. You got to have, and I would argue in today's day and age, having game alone, like, to get the baddest of the bad, you, it's not enough. You got to have game. You got to have money. You got to have your fitness on point. You got to have confidence. You got to have everything. You know, the, the verbal tonality. Like, that's why it's so tough for so many guys to compete out here. So, And the number one thing you need nowadays is clout. That trumps mm-hmm. everything. So I don't think. care if you're okay. if Facts. you're fit, you got money. Clout runs everything, bro. Bro, it hurts me to say that, but that's true. It's you true. can be broke, but if you have like a couple million followers and and everybody when you walk in the club, everybody wants to take a picture with you or look at you. Number one, you're a fucking idiot for being broke because you should be able to use that. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, we, we all know dudes who are kind of like that, who are like you know they're 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 the sexy guy who's like a TikTokers. Model or whatever. <laughs> yeah, they don't have a ton of money, but they like have the clout, and I mean that's that's more than enough, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah. I was at the pool today, right, with two girls. You put on my story, are you? Oh yeah. But yeah. Um, I showed her my Instagram page, right? I was on Instagram Live. She was like, "Wow, you're clouded. Like, who are you?" And then, <laughs> my, she got a boyfriend. I probably should say the camera, but Damn, nigga. <laughs> she got a boyfriend, right? And uh, she was like, "Yo, let's chill tonight." I'm like, "What the clout, man? I'm telling you, that that's a gateway drug, bro. Clout. Facts. Tell like, me, bro. and I hate to admit that as a fitness guy, as a guy yeah. that's like all about like you know learning game. Because here's the thing, I study. I, I, obviously, I read the Rational Male, fantastic book. I think everybody should read it. Yeah. I also read the Mystery Method. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, 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 I read day, the old yeah. PUA books back in the day. So I'm I'm a you know student of the game as well. Mm. So it hurts me to say that you know uh, looks and clout does matter quite a bit. It yeah. used to be like you know game was just it. You could do whatever, but 
the times have changed, man. Like back in, you know, when they were teaching this stuff back in like the early 2000s and 90s, mm-hmm. like girls didn't have cell phones like that. Yep. They weren't on social media like that. Like a girl had to go outside to get validation. So you, she'd go to the club, you'd meet her, a number poll actually meant something back then, but now we all know it. You, you get a phone number, it don't matter. It, don't matter. it could be you could get a blue text right there, but like, hey, I got it, I got it. And the next thing you know, she blocked you. Like, oh damn, I lost. You know, I didn't. You asked the question, how, what inspired us to learn this content, right? So oh, yeah. what happened for me was kind of like, I lost girls to guys that were simp's, and I was like, why am I losing girls to these weird old nerd niggas, right? But what happened was they would pay their way. Mm-hmm. I didn't pay. All I had was some game. So, you know what I'm saying? It's a nice lifestyle, but I never paid to like chill with me. So, getting this, right? There's not a whole culture here, a sugar daddy culture, where girls mm-hmm. are getting flown out. Like we said, flew it out, right? They're getting uh, hit up by sugar daddies. And guess what? Instead of having a boyfriend, or they got, they got a boyfriend too, to have the boyfriend that pays the expenses at home, sugar daddy spoils them with gifts, Birkin bags, all that stuff. Facts. So, you as a regular guy, what do you bring to the table? Uh, I can take care of girls for some dinner. She's like, I can go to a yacht party, imagine party. Why am I gonna chill with you? Especially in Miami, so, bro. Guys, now, bro, it's tough. Like, I know you guys might not know this, but a lot of guys, bro, t- they talk to us every single day. It's like, bro, they are struggling. They're still virgins at 35 years old, still mm. virgins. And it's yeah. like, they're visible to girls because they don't offer the value that these sugar daddies offer. So it's we, crazy, bro. What, what we teach on our joint is like, we, we tell guys you gotta have game, you yeah. gotta get your money on point, you gotta get in shape, you everything. gotta learn, you gotta get confidence, you gotta get everything and be a full package. And what I always tell guys is, you become better not to get the girl, but so that you don't tolerate the bullshit that inevitably comes with dealing with the girls. Right. Because when you have that abundance mindset from your own accomplishments, you're gonna get that confidence, and then you ain't gonna deal with her incompetence. You're gonna leave. You know what I'm saying? So, right. no, I know exactly uh, what, you, what you're talking about because uh, back in like 2008 or whatever, I dated this girl for about a year and a half, and we lived together, and then we had this big dramatic breakup, mm. and my confidence was kind of fucked up. You know, I hadn't been on the, the scene for a while. All of a sudden, all these girls got fucking Facebook. They don't have MySpace anymore. <laughs> it's starting to, I'm, I'm like, fuck, like the world has changed. I was only locked up for like a year and a half, and now shit has changed. Up? Well, you know, <laughs> under, under her lock and key, I guess. But uh, yeah. but then somebody told me about the game, the book, yeah. and I fucking ordered Neil it off Charles, Amazon yeah. and started reading it, and mm-hmm. it, it was exactly what I needed at that point because it really got me started to you know kind of think strategically of like, okay, you want to you know meet girls you want to get better at meeting girls and talking to girls this is going to actually give you a framework but i always felt like at that time there was so many fucking weirdos in the pickup artist uh, community yeah, yeah, that it, the the whole scene of that kind of shit seemed like it got like a really bad like rap very early on because the dudes who were embracing it were like some of the creepiest weirdest fucking dudes yes. i've ever yeah. seen in my life yes. which i still think is probably a big problem because through researching you guys i started to like find other people who are kind of making videos about the pickup stuff yeah some of them honestly look like they should be eating at the soup kitchen <laughs> like they fucking some of these dudes the fact that they're going around saying that they fuck 1400 girls i'm like bro this is the most ridiculous thing i've ever yeah. seen in my life yeah, nah. It's, Adam, it's, there's um, some weirdos out there, bro. It's I'm, the, I'm starting to realize, and I'm actually fascinated by them. <laughs> I, I'm, I guess I'm a nerd for knowing this. It's Peacock King. You know, Mystery used to talk about that. Like, you mm-hmm. need to, you know, look a little bit more ostentatious in the club so you stand out, whatever. You know, he wears the, the black nail polish, the top hats, mm-hmm. all the other stuff, which is good. You definitely want to stand out, but, you know, to a degree, not mm-hmm. too crazy, you know. But, I remember um, in that book, it was suggesting that you, like, go to the bar with, like, a red leather cowboy hat on. For what? Because <laughs> girls will see it, they'll remember it, they'll find it interesting, they want to talk to you about it. And yeah, I, yeah. I get that argument, but it's also like, bro, like, I am my own person. Yeah. I'm not wearing a fucking leather <laughs> cap. What are you talking if about? If you ever wore a red leather hat in here, I don't think you lost your fucking mind. Oh, hell no. <laughs> Blue leather only, right? Yeah. yeah. Oh, shit. 
<laughs> yeah, man. But okay, do you remember like a specific time in your life where you sort of like realized, I just need to start working towards being able to be good at getting the kind of women I want? Because I feel like it always kind of has to come from a place of, of hurt and disappointment and sadness where you like just kind of realize like, damn, my life is not going to become what I want it to be by accident. I'm going to have to actually go out of my way to become the person I want to be, you know? Yes, that's the usual path for most guys. However, we're a little bit, we're a little bit different because um, for me, it was kind of like, okay, I was going to go back in Barbados where I'm from. Shout out oh, to my okay. killing Barbados, right? Okay. Because, of my, because of my status back home in Barbados. However, when it came to America, nobody knew who I was. So it was like, oh, start from ground zero. How do I get built clout or experience so, so they know who I am? So basically, uh, my first year here, I didn't talk to no girls, right? Focused on building myself up. I worked at Chick-fil-A, $7 an hour, AT&T taking phone calls. That was my path. That whole year, I said, you know what? I'm going to learn how to invest, learn how to also, you know, talk to girls and stuff like that. Because at that time, I didn't know how to do it because I was getting clout. You know, girls from clout, whatever. Long story short, I fast forward to like a year and a half. I'm more confident now. I got some money in the bank. I say, you know what? I'm trying to go there and cold approach. So I went out to clubs or whatever late night, talk to girls one on one. And let's say I talk to 20 girls, right? I might get like 10 phone numbers out of 10. I'll go with like three. That's, mm -hmm. that's, that's kind of like the odds of it, right? And then I said, you know what? How can I get this so that I can like have it streamlined so I don't have to go every single night to get girls? And then I saw a guy pull up at Starbucks, right? In a Lambo with a badass chick. I was like, yo, who is this guy? Why can't that be me? I just said, to, I said it to myself over and over again. Why can't that be me, right? So what happened was I said, you know what? How do I become this guy? I trapped backwards. I started reading like how to, um, you know, become wealthy, how to like, you know, get my money out and stuff like that. And then I found out that it's all about perception. So Instagram was a gateway drug. And just so your audience knows, Instagram is the number one uh, dating platform in the Facts. world. Boss. 100%, right? Facts. 100%. So. I built up my Instagram page. I, got, I, you know, I did um, giveaways. I also went on different podcasts, promoted my, my page, had good lifestyle pictures. And I realized, right, I used to go to the club every night for girls, right? Now they approach me through my pictures, commenting on my stories. And I was like, damn, is it this easy to attract girls to you? And from that point on, I stopped doing cold approach in public. Because I'm like, yo, I'm going out every night, getting tired, not being productive the next day. But I can sit in my bed now, through my stories, girls hit me up. Mm. Gateway. So that's kind of like how I got into it, and then from there, you know, I started researching how to get how to get better girls, how to get hotter girls, and then from there, I went to different different spots, lifestyle spots, because a lot of the bad girls they're not going to be inside of the mall, they're not going to be inside like your your Hell grocery no. store, they're going to be out at certain areas where only high profile guys are. Mm -hmm. So you got to go there as well. You got to go outside the Lululemon. <laughs> there you go. Is that a good one? <laughs> I'm just guessing. <laughs> that's <laughs> no, a spot. That's where they shop. Yeah. Oh yeah, hundred yeah. percent. Yeah. No, but just like. Even like this weekend, we're moving around and stuff like that. It's just like mm. women will see that on the story and they be like, oh, you just, hey, I want to be, I want to come out with you sometimes. And there it goes right there. Uh, you know what I'm saying? And just mm -hmm. like you said, the clout of everything, mm -hmm. really, that's your currency right now when it comes down to women and shit. Like they don't, they don't even fucking care how much money you got in the bank like that unless you're doing something like that. And even like, um, when I was on your shit, mm -hmm. you, we kept making a joke about the uh, fucking boat. Like, oh, oh yeah, she yeah, ain't gonna yeah, like yeah, nobody yeah, that yeah. doesn't have nothing but yeah. the boat oh, yeah, and shit. I saw that. She's like, like, I like guys yeah, with boats. I'm like, boats? Because <laughs> in, in Miami, there's yeah, like there's so some, many some... people with fucking yachts. And yeah. even if you rent a yacht for the day and shit mm -hmm. like that, it's like, that's what you're up against here. And just mm -hmm. like you guys said, too. I think Miami is number one. Every every guy knows Miami is the number one place, the hardest to get women and shit. I would say LA is number two, and then yeah. everybody else after that Fact. shit. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because yeah. those are when you go to Miami, you're you're only gonna run into girls that got fake asses, they got a lot of plastic surgery. Mm -hmm. You're not gonna run into a lot of real natural women and shit. 
we in the fucking store. We seeing uh, <laughs> the Cuban chick. <laughs> we seen the Cuban chick come in here, fat ass. You know what I'm saying? She's by herself. She's in a Christian Dior store. She's buying up every fucking thing. Yep. And me and him looking at each other like, you know what I'm saying? It's it's <laughs> it's something else. But that's what you got to go against when you go to Miami. When you come to L.A., you may run into a girl that you know what I'm saying. Pretty, you know what I'm saying? Maybe natural, maybe into other type of things and shit like that. You may have a shot, but them ones that are going to the clubs every night and doing all the extra shit, they're looking for payments. They're looking for, right. yep. They looking for the lifestyle. And if you can't provide that shit, they're not even gonna look your way because there's 75 other guys that will trying to do this shit every night. 100. How do you advise guys to compete when they are going up against guys who can drop, you know, ten, twenty thousand dollars in the club at night? Very important so, point. So this, I, I yeah, yeah, as yeah, well. So the average guy can't really compete but what he can do right is build himself up to his best level and that could be instagram a page you know uh that could be his fitness it could be his money so Myron, go into a little bit more because you know how yeah that. <clears throat> so like with me i grew up uh in a muslim household so mm. i already kind of knew the game with like how, how women operate and everything like that it wasn't until i read the rational mail that i was able to connect everything together because mm. my mom told me like people say who hurt you i was like Actually, it was my mom that told me to watch out for you chicks, bro. I'm guessing the Muslim upbringing gives you a little bit more of a realistic perspective yeah. on how women operate rather than like when I look at like my mom sort of giving me this like semi-feminist upbringing type yeah. thing. It's like some of the nah. shit that she tried to tell me is not really how the world fucking works. Yeah, you know? my yeah. mom was based, man. Like my mom was one that told me like don't marry an American chick. She ain't going to cook for you. She ain't going to clean for you. Like mm. she's going to expect to put her career first, whatever. And as a kid, I'm like, mom, what's wrong with you? Like I was like, who hurt you? You, mom and then i get I become an adult and i start realizing like damn she was right you know what i'm saying so so that's kind of how it came together so i already kind of knew that like men and women were very different like i didn't really um adhere to like this crazy leftist society that we got right now with like you know the politically correct and mm -hmm. we're here, out here in la so i gotta be careful i don't want to get you canceled not with us <laughs> but uh <laughs> but uh but you know so so with that said like i kind of like uh took that then obviously i read the the mystery method and and uh kind of like learned an understood game because i always say like every guy should read that book just so they can like understand like the the backings of how like women operate just and how to they get think. you thinking about just it just to think about important. it yeah that's yeah. the first step yeah because it crashes like a lot of like um how do i say this like disney fairy tales about how women operate like mm. people think girls are sugar and spice and everything nice like nah bro actually Sheesh. girls are more cutthroat than dudes mm. if we're gonna keep Super. it stack you know what i'm saying like mm. they really don't care and i uh, like going back to miami with the discussion before like I always say, Miami's like the Olympics of game becomes the the girls, the hypergamies on steroids. And for those that don't know, hypergamy. hypergamy, what is that? It means like basically it means like I mean, there's a very long way to define it. But if I'm just gonna like give you the bullet, no, uh, the concise answer, it's girls dating up and wanting better than themselves. You always. know what I mean? Typically, women want a guy that earns more money than them, taller than them, more confident than them, stronger than them, whatever. Women don't look for an equal; they want a superior. That's why I always laugh at feminists. So. In Miami, the hypergamy is on steroids. So going back to what you were saying, like that chick in the store, Dior, I already know without even seeing her that she probably mm -hmm. has a, a couple of sugar daddies or a rapper gave her the credit card for the day or whatever because like, you know, a lot of these chicks, it's like they, they're dealing with multiple dudes that have money. So it's like, it's tough for average guy to compete. So what I always say is, you have to get in shape. You have to get your money right. You have to learn game. You have to get confidence because the one thing that you're gonna have when uh, if you watch like our kind of content or whatever is that like a lot of these rich dudes don't have game. They don't. Mm. They, they, like that's the one thing that you have is like they that you know they they try to leave with their wallet. You know they're Hot buying dogs, their bags. Weenies and bread. Exactly. Facts. <laughs> you know. <laughs> They're like supplicating to girls, whatever it may be. You know, we had to do it on our show that was, even on the show, he was like trying to simp it on the air and stuff. Yo. I ain't even going to say the name, but. I'm going to say this, right? So, you know, Super, super Chats, right? <laughs> so, um, we do a live every single day, and this guy would donate hundreds of dollars, bro, right? Saying like, oh, this chick is ugly. She's a four. She's a two. 
Lo and behold, right, this badass Colombian chick came on the show. He fell in love with her, right? He sent this one, one last super chat. He said, um, um, I'm out of here, guys, right? And then next, next week we heard he flew her out to uh, Texas, <laughs> bought her shopping spree for like a whole week, paid her bills for like a month, and then... Oh, he did all that too? Yeah, yeah. I don't want to say his name though. And then, right, this is a guy talking shit about girls for, th- throughout the whole month, right? Talking shit about girls. But he found one girl he liked. But it, once again, he liked with his wallet. So what happened was, she came out to Miami. It's a wrap. <laughs> Actually, she smashed one of our, our boys. But. No. Yeah! <laughs> but, but I'm just saying, I'm just, I'm saying I have to say, like, like, that, like, leading with your wallet doesn't secure the girl. It, it buys her a period of time. That's right. it. That's it, man. Yeah. Like, like, yeah, exactly. Like, yeah. if you're gonna if you're gonna be a simp, like she'll tolerate you for a little bit. Yeah. Until like a better simp comes along, so to speak. You know what I'm saying? So like Facts. that's why I say you just gotta have the whole package. Because when you have the whole package, you're gonna move different. Like, mm. like me, I, I have very like when you people say, Man, like, why do you how do you kick those girls out? And I'm like, bro, I kick them out because I don't care. Like I, I've worked on myself. Like, I'm not gonna when you get to a certain point, I'm 31 now, right? I've been yeah. through some shit, whatever, and I've built myself up. Like when you get to a certain point. You're not gonna sit there and look at some 21 year old bimbo and let her talk crazy to you. You're nope. gonna be like, what? No, no. The fuck out my spot? Like, what are you talking about? But a lot of guys, they haven't gotten there yet because I always say for men, the perfect trajectory is this you get competence, which leads to accomplishments, which leads to confidence. And then from that confidence, you have the foundation to be able to not only be successful in other endeavors in life, but you also have the, the backbone to tell a chick, shut up, or yo, get out my spot. Or whatever, because I don't know what it is, but we're in this crazy world where women, like, when you check them, they get turned on. Because by you checking a chick and telling her, yo, don't talk to me like that, or yo, stop acting crazy, She's never whatever, heard that. you're asserting dominance over her and you're asserting authority. And to mm-hmm. women, that's attractive because for you to do that, you have to be in a place of abundance and you have to think you're better than her to some degree to be able to talk to her like that. Women, whether they want to admit it or not, they want to do that, could put them in their place at any time when they act crazy, bro. Facts. And yo, real talk for your audience. This is like behind the scenes. A guy's number one weapon in today's um, dating market is the abundance mindset. Yeah, facts. What does that mean? Abundance minus, mindset means that like when you walk outside, when you're in, in your house, whatever, you know, for a matter of fact, you can get any girl you want. Not not in the details, but in terms of like, you know what? If she says no, Jackie says yes. So I'm not worried about her saying no. I can walk away. Mm-hmm. A guy's biggest weapon is being being able to walk away. I know he has the abundance mindset. That's powerful, guys. Like, for me, it comes from, like, you know, obviously the social media, online dating. I cold approach, too. Like, I'm still, I like to go up to girls randomly. If if I'm out and I see an attractive girl, I will walk up to her and start a conversation. Who's a hot chick? Nigga, where you going? (laughs) (laughs) God damn. Like, I I still cold approach. I know that's, like, an old school thing. But, like, I think that's great because that builds an abundance mindset, too. That's the best, though, because no one's coming like that now. But why is it old school? Because people are just so used to sliding in the DMs now? They're nervous, too. Like, kids now don't have social skills. That's crazy to me because that was the only way. Like, I mean, yes, I got tons of ass on MySpace and shit like that back in the day. Mm -hmm. But it's like... You know, it's like you still like it just didn't feel like that. Like we still, it was so much more of it was just going to the bar and just walking up to some girl and talking to her. You know, and then too that goes back to the clout aspect of it. Yep. Somebody with three million followers, if the woman doesn't know who they are, they would approach them. They don't have the social skills or the game to get the girl. She looks at them fucking crazy. I, I mean, Instagram literally sorts your DMs from most relevant yep. to least relevant. <laughs> yeah. So yes. if you have five followers, you are at the bottom, bottom. of that fucking <laughs> list. Yeah. And if you have one point whatever million, then you are at the top of that list and that's fucking like Instagram right there is laying it out for you. Like, oh, here's the most important people for you to respond to. I mean, if they weren't already thinking that way, Instagram's doing it forums and adam to your point as well my uh, instagram is, is a new spy, uh, myspace yeah and it's your point as well so get this right here's the benefit of having a lot of followers having clout on instagram 
So normally speaking, right, girls don't respond to most guys. Mm. But if you stand out by having the following, the lifestyle, guess what? Now she's, now she's gonna respond to you. Versus the guy with five followers, he's like, nigga, no. No. She's going to think that you're a bot or a fake account. <laughs> yes. like, you know, yes. if you, even just having a couple thousand is at least doing a little bit of legwork to making it clear that you're pro- maybe less likely to like chop her up and leave her <laughs> in a sure. field or something, you know? Yeah, and, and the you. sad part is this. like, So we have a course. Uh, I don't want to plug it, but uh, it, we, we teach guys how to use Instagram, yeah. right? And we, we open it up every a couple times a year and teach guys how to use it. And like we teach them how, how to DM girls, how to use hashtags, how to use ads to get girls, all this stuff. Because Instagram is the number one dating app if you use it correctly Ads. wow that's interesting yeah yeah like mm. a, a bunch of secret sauce stuff that we teach um and <laughs> and the other thing too is we teach them like you know when you dm girls like exactly what you guys were saying like yeah. depending on your followers you're, that's how you're going to show up in her hierarchy obviously a blue check she's going to see it and it's like 100 percent response rate that's probably one of the best uh reasons to have a blue check for the dating purpose at least but outside of networking if you're going to try to get chicks right so oh so so did you see <laughs> we show receipts bro so whatever we see on camera we back it up with facts right so just using stories, bro. Girls I want to suck your dick in a McLaren. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you, bro. Like it's not hard. Once you, dude. God damn. A guy's biggest problem is dealing with women and how to attract women, right? If you can figure it out out in your life, bro, you can. It's like a cheat code because now you can focus on business, lifestyle, your family. Because think about it, right? What do guys want? They want to get laid. If once you figure out that part of your life out, bro, you can live life now on your terms. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. And the good thing with Instagram is like. It does a lot of the work for you. It's like you're, you're, yeah. you kind of have a sales landing page, and it lets yeah. the girls come to you. And when the girls come to you, they do come correct. I'm not going to lie. It's a lot better when it comes that way. But with that said, I always look at like dating girls as like sales, right? So like you got social media, you got cold approach, mm-hmm. you got night game, day game, uh, social circle game, um, whatever else avenues that you want to use, right? And then all those leads basically come into like your sales funnel and then bam, you just start like vetting them out and and, like filtering out and then setting up dates and then bam, like going from there and closing the leads. But you know, Instagram is probably one of the the best ways to do it from a time saving perspective. Mm -hmm. Cause what you could do is if your Instagram is good, which we teach our guys to do this is you use like Tinder, Bumble, all all these online dating apps, whatever it may be. And then you get them to your Instagram. Instagram. Problem, unfortunately for a lot of guys is that they don't have a social media presence. And I tell guys all the time, if I was to put like, when I, when I advise guys, I would say, okay, I'm going to pretend I'm an attractive 21 year old female. If I was to look at you and you don't have a social media presence, even though you might be a cool guy in person, she's still gonna think you're weird. Yep. Yeah. And and if and worse yet, if you do have a social media presence and your pictures are bad or it doesn't convey your lifestyle in a certain way or like it's awkward mirror pictures or whatever it is, she's gonna think you're weird anyway. So it's like like a lot a guys gotta understand that like you need number one, you need a social media presence to like make sure that you can really like capitalize on today's dating market. And then on top of that, your social media presence has gotta be good. Cause if it's bad, then it, it might hurt you even more. Right. Cause <laughs> I've I've met I've met girls who me and my girl are, are looking at her and thinking like, damn, she's bad, whatever. And then we go look at her Instagram or Instagram's trash and not even like doesn't have followers or whatever, but posting terrible photos, posting like weirdly cropped photos, low resolution photos, shit like that. And these are usually like OnlyFans type chicks or whatever. And we'll just be talking about it like, bro, what the fuck is she yeah. thinking? Like from a business perspective. But then think about that dynamic. If you're a dude and you could even meet a girl at a bar, she thinks you're great. She thinks mm-hmm. you're tight. And then she goes to look at your Instagram oh, and you yeah. got four. 40 followers and your photos are trash and you're posting a picture of a cup of Starbucks. <laughs> like, you know, all this terrible shit. Filter. Yeah. She's going to forget that you seem like a cool dude 
food and just immediately denigrate you down to the level of a guy who's terrible at social network. If you're not good at social media, then you probably, it makes sense. Like, how are you going to be good at fucking if you're not even putting <laughs> the basic work into your Instagram, right? And the thing is, is like, I tell guys all the time, like, you're not going to get the, the privilege and the benefit of like, you know, even if your Instagram's trash, that you'll still get girls. Like, mm. I've seen chicks, 10K followers, bro, they post pictures of their food, maybe a <laughs> selfie here or there, and then one bikini on a girl. Pick, and they're getting like crazy DMs, they're getting hit up by mm. all kinds of dudes. But like, as a dude, if your IG is subpar, it's still gonna hurt. And hold on, you mentioned as well um, sales, right? And branding. Yeah. So, guess what? This knowledge ties into also business. So remember what I said earlier, if you can master women and capturing them to like your lead page or you know your funnel, guess what? Go use it for branding as well. So once you can brand yourself as a maybe a public figure or maybe someone that's good in your, in your niche, let's for example, you're into music, that's your niche. Let's say you're into like football, that's your niche, right? Now you can get sponsors, you can get, because the thing is, if you have a good Instagram page, you can lead into like YouTube, whatever. Mm -hmm. So branding is very important no matter who you are. Mm, so yeah. And bro, like my dad used to always tell me that like you said, perception. My dad will go get the go get a nice suit. Hey. You feel me? Expensive <laughs> cologne. Mm -hmm. Drive up with a nice car, and will go to any bar and talk to women. And the perception was already that he was somebody successful. Mm -hmm. He was somebody already doing shit already and shit too. So now it's just like if you don't have a big social media presence, your cold approach and the perception that you have could sell that shit Absolutely. and it could lead on to the other shit. Yeah, Facts. man, I always say, uh, like, like girls thirst trap with their bodies, men thirst trap with their lifestyle. We talk mm -hmm. about that all the yeah. time. So, like, that's in, t in today's day and age, it's even more so because now you're able to, like, market yourself on the internet and have that sales page, which is basically your Instagram. And, like we say, you want to optimize it because girls will write you off. Even if they meet you, like you mentioned before, she meets you at the club or the bar, she likes you. She's like, oh, he's cute, whatever, whatever. And mm. then, like, you, oh, yeah, get me on Instagram. And your IG's all, like, weird and shit like that. Yeah. She she might curve you. She mm. might be like, oh, this dude's weird, like, whatever. Because girls take social media seriously. I know chicks. I know you guys probably noticed too. Like, if you look at a girl's camera roll, it's like mm -hmm. 50 of the same goddamn picture. Like a million times, and then she picks the best one, uses a face tune on that one, crops the hell out of it, like edits it. <laughs> then she puts on an Instagram. She gets chicks it. take their IGs yeah. seriously, bro. Yep. So she guys need it. to take it seriously as well, and at least put their best foot forward. Or don't do it at all, because if you yeah. have a bad IG, I think it's gonna shoot you. It's gonna hurt you more than help you. Facts. So imagine having no Instagram in this day and age. If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or Zepbound, and you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care, a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. You know, like, <laughs> they had a South Park episode of them basically <laughs> deleting him off of, off of social medias, and it was like, he doesn't exist, period. Now. <laughs> so as he's walking, it's like no one is noticing yeah. him. They're not even talking to him and shit, though. But yeah. 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 And I'm more on cold approach, too. Like, I hate social media, bro, but I understand that it's like a necessary evil. Like, you got to use it. I love yeah. it because, like, for me, it's kind of like, okay, I'm an average guy, right? I'm not anybody special or whatever. I just understand the power of social media. How to use it correctly. So, you know, but you know what I always felt was really helpful for me is that like even earlier in my life, if I didn't really have money or I didn't have like, you know, a crazy social media or like big shit going for me. I would meet a girl and I would start talking about business, my ambitions, etc. And I would find that I just had like extremely good results from 
even though I hadn't really become what I felt like I was going to become, I knew what I was doing. I knew what I wanted to do. And I would get her fucking motivated on what I was trying to build. You know, it really is like a sales pitch to a fucking startup. Even if you aren't that thing yet, if your social media presents the image of somebody who really like knows what they want to become, a lot of times girls will kind of see that. And they want to buy in on fucking Tesla when it's two dollars a share mm-hmm. and not yeah. five thousand dollars a share, right? So like, if you can really present that picture, if you don't have the 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 followers, et cetera, yet, but if you can just show yourself in a way that it's like, oh, look at this, this seems like a nice business. I might want to invest in this while it's still cheap. And see, but see, that's good. Then now it's just like depending on what marketplace you're at. Like you said, you go somewhere like Miami, women are not buying into the potential of what you yeah. come in to bring into the table and stuff like that. In Miami, but, they don't build. <laughs> They move in, bro. But you know what's funny? <laughs> they don't, yes. Every night on the show, right? You watch the show, you watch the show. Yeah. You, you're on the show, of course. You see them say the same thing. What do you want in a guy? Someone that's ambitious, you know, driven, someone with potential or that has the potential already. But right? that's what's funny is that they already know that they probably, they themselves are not good enough to get the guy who's already got $10 million. Mm-hmm. They, but they want the guy with the ambition that seems like he might be on the way there. Right? I'll say this. Mm-hmm. I, I always, because we, we say like, you know, translate the womanese, right? Shout out to our boy Donovan Sharp. Like, uh, <laughs> like when they say, I want a guy that's ambitious or whatever, what that really typically means is I want a dude that has money. Like, yes. they, they, mm-hmm. I feel like, the, like, not even I feel, t-shirts and stores, right? I, but, but I, I feel know, like... <laughs> speaking of which, Actually, I got that shirt for you guys right here. Some uh, you guys right yeah, here. man. So we every time we tell a girl son, she'll be like, oh, like I tell her facts like, it's right, you know, uh, women initiate most sure, divorce. Man. Oh, really? Yeah. But, but they're like, but I feel like, yeah. Is, <laughs> hey. So yeah, I feel like shirts guys, with the oh, Miami yeah. stuff. And that, and that reminds me too, like when I was on the show and we yeah. kept telling the girl the same thing and she's like, but I feel like this. Yeah. Like, <laughs> no, this is the fact. But yeah. I feel like, no, this is what it is. Well, but I'm just like, Okay, here comes another but. It's like yeah. your mind won't let you just accept that shit and move on. They're brainwashed, bro. The, mm-hmm. the agenda, the the city girls, shout out to them. You know what I'm saying <laughs> all, all the songs, everything is like, oh, yo, be, we've a, be a bad debates. chick. Hot girl summer is like, bro, like, bro. I've gotten into like the guy you want doesn't want that. Crazy debates you. about like the wage gap, and we I guess we could discuss all that if you guys want. Like wage gap, men and female uh, dynamics, uh, leadership, uh, divorce rates, all that stuff. But to go back to what you're saying, like what I've noticed is that when girls say I want a guy that's ambitious, that's a very politically correct way for them to say I want a man that's financially established, mm. preferably with more money than me. They try to massage it and say at least at my level, because then they can at least say I want someone at my level. <laughs> but typically. Girls want a guy that's better than them, but they say ambitious because that's like a catch-all yeah. to say they, they, financially Because secure. they want to say, oh, I want a rich guy that can take care of me, but they, they, they understand that it's not really acceptable for them to say that. But I mean, that is the overall problem is that we have generation upon generation of women who have been taught that they are victims when in reality Ooh. they are the most privileged people to have ever exist in the history of the fucking planet. That's the end of the are, show, guys. If you are an, <laughs> I'm just saying, if you, if you are an yeah. American woman, yeah. you are treated in such a way that you could never fathom what it's like to be a low-value man trying to get his shit off the ground. And I see that with the girls on your show constantly where they're not even expected to make sense. They've never been in a scenario where they have to make sense before or, or be because challenged. they're so used to guys just agreeing mm-hmm. with everything that they say. They don't, and they don't want to get, no one wants to get canceled. They're like, yeah. okay, let me not say the, the wrong thing. But then too, um, a point like what you were bringing up, bro, is okay, now social media made it to where women want 
high value men because mm-hmm. all the girls I know plenty of girls that follow other women that they want to look like or they want their body to look like or they want the purse that she got and stuff like that and what that tells them is hey for me to get more followers for me to get more likes I got to look like this woman what does she do mm-hmm. she gets her body done mm-hmm. she she uh, goes to this club nightclub she eats at this place this is the type of man that she deals with Guess what? The average guy does not fit in that. So her mindset is already against you. The fact that they can just get their body done now changes everything so much mm-hmm. because you see girls go from fucking big fat asses to mm-hmm. super like curvaceous bodies yeah. overnight. And that was the kind of thing that would have taken years in the gym. And realistically, you know, once you get to a certain level of fatness, you're just not going to be able to tighten <laughs> shit back. You're not going to be able to get that BBL look yeah. if you've been fat. So it's like now the impossible is possible. And the, we see see mediocre chicks mm-hmm. make themselves into like you know mega hot girls all the fucking time through surgery like uh, it, bro, the ball's in their court hey, and, I and there's gonna, not really an equivalent of that for guys no I'll tell you guys a dark story no go ahead uh, yeah, go I ahead. said I ain't gonna lie bro it, it's work though I didn't have some chicks that I was like average that I didn't fuck mm. and then six months later they come to the club <laughs> I'm like hey hey what's up with you? Oh, now, you want me now don't you I'm like that shit works though <laughs> yeah, 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 but yeah, yeah. it yeah. doesn't change the mindset of mm. the woman though you yeah. know what I'm saying because you can have the body you know what I mean? One man's trash is another man's treasure and yep. shit like that. You can have the baddest looking bitch, but if she intellect, um, intellectually doesn't get you there, you're going to get tired of her anyway. That's only temporary lust when it comes down to that. 100%. I went on a date, right, with a chick that just got BBL done, right? Uh, she's from um, Puerto Rico. So literally, bro, she gets in the car. I'm like, what are you doing? She's sitting down backwards because you can't sit on her ass. Mm-hmm. She's got surgery, right? That's one thing. And then two, I'm like, yo, so I'm curious. What made you get BBL? She was like, well, I'm in Miami. So, like, they're so brainwashed to think that if they live in Miami, they have to look a certain way. And I get it, right? They want to get the attention and all that. But guess what? You want to have a Hawaii man? What does he really want? Do you know? No. So, yeah. what do you want? Like, So, I'll say this. Because, like, um, I think this is going to resonate with a lot of people. So, like, I did an experiment, right? So, I had a, last year, I released a dating uh, app. Sorry, a dating course. course. Yeah. Uh, online dating course where, like, taught guys how to get girls on Tinder, Bumble, whatever. But to be able to, like, release the course and have the best data... I had multiple phones, and what I did was I ran my dating profile on multiple different phones. One was a brand new profile, another one was an older profile, and then another one was like a profile with different pictures. Mm-hmm. So I was doing split tests, right? And what I did was I ran a boost on every single one of those phones, right, to see how the profile would respond in my geographic area, whatever it may be. And I turned all the phones off for 24 hours, right? So I turn the phones off, wake up the next day, right? Turn them on, crazy notifications. I'm like, hey, yeah, your boy got it. Then it hit me right there. Imagine getting attention and validation every single day Mm. for nothing more than the fact that you exist. Mm -hmm. That would make you a piece of shit, wouldn't it? Entitlement. And that is why, uh, I'm just going to say it, you know, I hope I don't get y'all canceled. This is why so many modern This is no jumping, nigga. Yeah. <laughs> no no rules. We should have been canceled a long time no ago. No journalists allowed. Turn it off. Because we in LA, you gotta bro. got to burn so it off. Gang, gang, gang. I say it all the time, bro. This is why so many women are useless because they've never had to be useful. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You take a lot of modern day women that are very attractive. We say on our podcast all the time. Yeah. The better the chick, the better she's going to be for some type of long-term relationship. Mm-hmm. Because... When you've been attractive for a good part of your adult life and you've never been challenged or you've never been held to a standard or held accountable, let alone, like, it just rots you as a human being in general. You know what I'm saying? So, like, a lot of these chicks that are very attractive, you know, they're just, there's nothing much else there because why would you improve as a person when you have zero incentive to improve? We brought this chick on. 
I won't say her name because I don't want to give her the clout. <laughs> she came on the show and she was the only fans chick and she was talking about, oh, I got a money tree, whatever. I'm sure you guys probably saw this show. This one, Kevin mm. called in. Shout out yeah. to Kevin. Okay. And she talked about how she had a money tree. She was making money on OnlyFans, whatever it is. But this girl is dumb as rocks, bro. Like mm. she, she called me a massage. I said, so can you tell me what a misogynist is? And she was like, um, 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 and she couldn't answer, bro. It's hilarious. But she's an attractive chick. You know what I'm saying? Does well on OnlyFans. And, uh, but she's like very dumb, not very intelligent, very rude too. She got up and walked off and everything like that when right. Kevin was schooling her. So it's a lot, man. It, it, it's just like, like, and that's a perfect example of a girl that is young and attractive, that never had to self-improve. And she's still stuck in that mindset, like, oh, I'm, I'm the baddest chick, whatever. And, like, we've heard from other people, you know, that she thinks she's a somebody because she came on our show and she walked out, got a lot of views. Her, her subs went up on, on OnlyFans, but then by they, a lot. They, they went up by a decent amount. She made, like, extra 10, 10 bands or whatever. I hate that. When but, I interview a girl, then I realize she made a shitload. Yeah. No, when, the girls have told me they made 100K off coming on the podcast. Oh, That's no. when it got I'll be mad. I'll be mad about that. I was like, why was only I 10 just, bands. I was like, I should have okay. asked for 20%. Percentage. Like, fuck. Oh, yeah. like, Before you even did this shit. Yeah. She would have agreed. What the fuck did I? Why didn't I do that? <laughs> but uh, but yeah, she she can't, she ended up coming back, and that's what she called me massage. It's hilarious. But yeah. the point is, is that like a girl like that is a perfect example of like I don't need to self improve because I'm still getting attention. People are still gonna pay me money yeah. anyway. Mm -hmm. You know I'm, what I'm saying? Look, we're selling guys, right? Because we're obviously in the game. That's why we're so popular. We date girls every single day, like three three dates a day, basically, right? For the most part. And what happens is, is that like when you date these girls that are bad chicks or Instagram models, they have no character. So you see the following, you see the you know the likes, comments, whatever. She's oh she's popping, she's bad as hell. She's the one. You meet the chick. She lives in a freaking couch. Hater, dude. She bro, she lives in her friend's couch. That's where she lives, bro. Right? But she's just bad chick on the internet. And then it's like okay, I smash her. What's next? Nothing. It, there's no, no character. There's no substance. So most guys are like yeah, I want a bad chick nine or ten. No, you don't, bro. You think you want that? But when you meet her in person, you're not gonna want any part of that, bro. I've found you. that many times in my life that the hottest girls that I've met, like they just have no ability to function in the real world. Like they're nah. just they're used to having everything done for them. They're used to like being able to just ask you to do whatever the fuck they want and like for me i just have way too much pride i never have been able to like justify in my head doing anything nice for a girl ever <laughs> never mind some sim shit yeah. like i just it doesn't work in my fucking brain like i just i can't comprehend what you're even fucking talking about so I, i've completely had that experience and that's one thing i like about you guys show mm -hmm. is that i've been in a relationship for five years Sometimes, you know, you might go to the club. I know I haven't been to the club uh, in like a year and a half. We're going to bring you back. We're, we're, uh -huh. we're, but you'll be in the club and you'll look at some girl in, in somebody's VIP and you'll be thinking like, damn, she's so hot, whatever. Your mind starts to think like, damn, there's so many girls out there. Then I see them on your show and I'm like, oh, no, these bitches are all retarded. Yes. Not all. But like, there's a significant yeah. chance that that pretty ass girl that you're looking at at the club, that yeah. she is fried. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and I'll say, oh, go ahead. I'm about go ahead. Say, and it's easy to fucking tell mm -hmm. the older the woman you feel me a girl can be like oh i'm 31 32 years old and i got this and i look this way and i'll be like why aren't you married stupid you know what i'm saying <laughs> that's the question and the younger it is and it, even even most of the girls that these girls follow and they look at and stuff like that and let's say ig models and shit like that mm -hmm. Niggas ain't putting rings on them like that. And if they are, it's temporary. You may see them married for a year or two and shit like that. And because these niggas get around them and feel like, hey, man, I'm tired of this bitch. I don't give a fuck what she yeah. look like and shit. And I didn't deal with girls that I, that, 
Oh, she's bad and she's attractive. Why don't you keep her around? That bitch is, a, she's rocks. Her brain is retarded. Like, I don't want to talk to this bitch. Let somebody else take her, have her smash her, do whatever the fuck that they want to do, though. And Done. I feel like Kevin Samuels, he pointed that shit out. Because the first thing that he does is when women call in, he say, oh, why aren't you married? Yep. Oh, you have any kids? You have two kids and you're not married? Okay. So the men ain't the problem. You're the problem. Yeah, because yep. here's the thing, bro. Like, like. I always say men live in a fact-based reality, whereas like women live in a bizarre world. Once you add a, like objective standards where there's a winner or a loser, there's a problem. Mm -hmm. So if you tell, I always say like men win when they're able to attract an abundance of attractive girls that want to smash them. That's how a man wins, right? Quantity. Woman wins when you're able to attract and more importantly retain a man of high caliber that you love, admire, and respect. The problem is that Annie puts a ring on it. Keyword puts a ring on it because once a man wants to keep you, that's when you win as a woman. The problem is that women like to say, oh, he proposed to me. Oh, I got these dudes in my DM or whatever. <laughs> Listen, dummy. <laughs> like these dudes just want to smash you. Until a girl put until a man puts a ring on it that you admire, love, and respect, you lost as a yeah. woman. Period. Like your job is to keep the guy around, not having a bunch of dudes. And the you. one you want. Yeah. yeah. And shout out to Adam, man, because you congrats on your baby, of course. For sure. You found the one for you, right? And after years of vetting, probably you know, you know what? She's the one. Yeah. So you knew off rip. It, for real. And that's one thing I wanted to ask you guys is how do you advise the people who come to you looking for advice on girls? How do you advise them on when you actually have found a girl? And what do you guys see for the future of yourselves in terms of finding a girl and actually decide you're going <laughs> to get out of the rat race and start really building something? Uh, he, he told me. You got one or you're never we, doing it? No, we were talking in the car. Yeah. So he was, I let him tell him, but he was married before. Oh, yeah. right, right. So tell him about your marriage shit and what you told me in the car. Yeah, man. So real talk, I ain't never getting married again. Fuck <laughs> that shit. But I'll say this, right? I'll say this, man. So we like, out here making babies. So, uh, you know. So... Like I was telling him, right, like, I married a single mom, you know, uh, that was an experience by itself. And my mom told me, Walter, why are you marrying a single mom? You know what you're going to have to go through? I'm like, eh, you know what I'm saying? I'm going to do it because, one, I did it all, all for religion because I was moving, moving I was moving in with her. I didn't want to be like, a bad person. You this know is back in Barbados, though? Oh, this is back. This, this, here, this is here, Miami. Okay. So I came from Barbados, and then a, a year in, I, I met that chick at Wynwood downtown. And then, you know, six months later, we dated, and then we got married a year after. Point, ba point being is that, like, in that moment, I felt alone. And let mm -hmm. me explain. So any guy that's dating a single mom, if you live with that person, it's her and her kid against you, always in the house. Mm -hmm. it, it may sound weird, but like that is a feeling I can't ever replicate, and it's, it's a horrible feeling. Long story short, basically I dated her. You know, She was a very good girl, cooked, clean, smashed whenever I wanted to. She was, she was perfect. The problem was that like the kid came between me and her. And it's not going to be all scenarios, but at the same time, it's like, look, I can't say America to win, become successful, be somebody, right? That was holding me back. And I'm, I'll never forget, I sat in my car one day after where I was like, yo, I'm not happy. I got to figure this shit out because, like, I care about her. I respect her. But I just can't be in this, in this, this uh, scenario. So I went on YouTube. This is the new way to find information, right? YouTube. I typed in, how to date a single mother? Man, when I tell you I found videos, oh, I found a bunch of our friends we met uh, doing podcasts. I found a bunch of other creators. And I'm like, yo. I can't do this shit no more. Doing videos telling you basically don't do it. Don't do it. <laughs> Tom Likas was the big one, right? Yeah, Tom, 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 Tom Likas, man. He, he's he Tom Likas. A radio station here. Bad in, news for Eddie's baby mom. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I found a guy called Tom Likas. It's right? going to be tough for them. Yeah, it's going to be tough. <laughs> yeah, the whole squad of them. <laughs> I got a pack of baby mom. More to But look, that experience, right? I, now, I went on YouTube. I found a guy, Tom Likas. He had a radio show here in uh, California. And guys would call in and talk about their horror stories with single moms. And 
this one guy, this one guy called and he said, "Hey man, I married a single mom. It's only been a year, but you're trying to put me on child support, all this shit, because I adopted a baby." I said, "Yo, it's been about a year for me. I'm out of here." So <laughs> I went home straight after that, bro. I went home. I said, "Look, baby girl, I respect you, care about you, but I can't do this no more, right?" And luckily for me, she was a good girl, and I and I vetted her very properly in that sense. So she said, "You know what?" She started crying, whatever. I I understand. And then she, she signed the divorce papers, and it was done. I didn't pay alimony, child support, nothing. Wow. But I've heard stories where guys, bro, these, these would be guys that are very successful or even on the way up, they'll marry a single mom or take care of a single mom. And then she, she sticks in with the kid, even when they break up, and it's like, bro, like, now you're stuck with a kid that's not even yours. Mm-hmm. So things can happen out of control. But for the most part, for guys, I would say find a girl that's one, single. And when I say single, she's available for you and only you. And then two, Find a girl that's going to add value to your life because most girls, they don't bring value. All they do is they, they smash you. They might cook here and there, maybe, <sighs> especially in Western, Western um, you know, culture. But for the most part, let's say you got business, right? She said, hey, babe, you know what? I know you need to make some, some contracts today. I'll make some contracts for you. Vice versa. The point is that you want to find a girl that adds value to your life and not only takes away from you. Mm. So very important um for me man i would say it's got to be on the man so you have to have i always say you need five things in place so mm. number one you need to be in shape number two 35 years old um, uh-huh, i get those fun years <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay, I support yeah. That, yeah. yeah because at that point you're gonna be you're gonna more than likely have your financial situation around 35 is when i started to be like you know what i could really see myself in a relationship right now yeah, <laughs> you yeah. Know? that makes sense though well actually no i've been in a relationship since i was 32 so maybe not. <laughs> but, <laughs> that general region was when i started to be like you know what maybe it's not cute for me to be out of the bar every fucking night yeah <laughs> i'm telling you so uh so 35 um Making at least six figures a year, mm. okay, have six months to a year of savings, mm-hmm. have had sex with 50 girls, mm. and then be in shape. Yeah. And the reason why I say that these things is and because- One year. Uh, what, be together what, for one, one year? year? Vet them for one year, at least, at oh, least well, one year. Yeah, well, yeah, the, the five things that you need in place okay. that I was going to say before you even vet a chick. Okay. Yeah, so mm. you need those five things in place. And then what I say is like that puts you at a level where you're going to be in a position where most chicks are going to look at you and be able to respect you. Because mm. like what I say is like, with women to love you first, they got to respect you. Like, women love very differently than men do. And I think that's the biggest problem guys make is they think that women and men are the same when it comes to, like, attraction and love and all this other stuff. But women is different. They need to respect you first. Mm-hmm. And not only do they, but that respect only comes from the fear of losing you. They're only going to be afraid to lose you if you're higher than them, higher status than them and better than them. Because women don't want to equal. They want a superior. You know what I'm saying? So when you have these things in place, you're going to be able to be in a negotiating position where you could dictate terms. Mm-hmm. Hey, it's going to be, and, and then you're going to be able to control the frame of the relationship. The man, if you're in the leadership position, she's inevitably going to be in her feminine. She's going to be more happy. She's going to be more submissive. She's going to want to be in that position. But if you don't have these things in place and she has to take up roles, let's say like financial roles where she's got to like be the breadwinner. She's got to take up a bigger financial burden. It's going to put her in her masculine naturally. You know what I'm saying? She don't need you. Exactly. She mm-hmm. don't need you. So, or, and there's nothing wrong with a chick that makes her own money. But my, I always say is if a chick makes her own money, the only thing that comes up with that is her need for a dude that makes more money. Like you and, said earlier. But, oh, you know, ahead. sometimes I see some of these really, really popping OnlyFans girls and mm-hmm. they might be making, you know, a couple million dollars a year, et cetera. Yeah. And they end up gravitating towards a dude who maybe is, you know, good looking and he's, he's got a nice little career or whatever. But he's making like one percent of what she's making. Mm-hmm. But he's very, very down to really like help her with her her career and he's very supportive and stuff like that. And that is like a very interesting, but they have to basically be like completely just 
letting her dominate them. And yeah. that's such a weird dynamic that I see unfold. With the, but it's with these like super high value girls who see through over time, they realize like, I don't really want to be with an NBA player mm -hmm. or, a or a rapper because they're just going to treat me like shit. At least this guy's going to be really good to me even if he's not bringing that much to the table. It's kind you of know what? I, her I can build him up. Yeah. Mm, her no. money... I don't even think they care about that. ...doesn't allow her <laughs> some, to, some do. to submit. Yeah. Right. A lot of women nowadays, they don't want to submit to anybody, especially right. if they got a lot of money. Yeah, yeah. So, so yeah, to, to finish up, I, I will say this. I don't think a high-value value woman exists, which we, I could talk about that. People get mad when I say that. Yeah. Um, it doesn't exist with a woman being independent, at least. And mm. I, I could explain what I mean by that. But to going back with the thing, so when you have these five things in place, you're going to be in a position where a lot of women are going to deem you as a catch. And then you're going to be able to be the authority in the relationship, which inevitably is going to make you more attractive. And then she's going to be able to follow your lead and it's going to work. Because I always say relationships only work when the man is in the leadership role, not the woman. Like going back to your example before, what I've noticed with, uh, you know, women that make a lot of money and have a guy that makes less money than them. Like if she makes a f half a million a year and he makes like 300, that's not that big a deal. Because at that point, you're, you, you're at the same lifestyle same level. Same you know what I'm saying? Same lifestyle level. I, I, I won't even say like the numerical number matters as much as like lifestyle. But like if you're making 50K and she makes like 150K, that's a big difference. That's a big discrepancy. If she mm. deals with you. If you don't rise up to her level at some point or whatever, or you have amazing frame and good game, she's more than likely gonna leave you. So I tell, like, cause the average guy is gonna have game. So I say, have the financial security so that she's gonna respect you almost naturally without you having to over dominate on the game side. Cause most guys aren't gonna be able to have that game. Yeah. So five things in place then, you vet her for a year or two. At least. And then from there, you could decide if you want to make her your main girl or you want to get married to her. In today's day and age, we tell guys don't get married, bro, because <laughs> you, you got a lot to lose yeah. if you get married in a Western country. There's almost no benefits for a man to be married in today's marketplace. None. Yeah. Because think about it, right? She could cheat one day or just get fed up and say, you know what? I'm out of here. And still take half your and shit. And take half your shit. That's why I'm happy to be in a relationship where we both want to have prenups. Yeah, hey, <laughs> go. We both yeah. got our own money to the extent where yeah. it's like, nah, we got to get prenups. Yeah. So I didn't that, even know that. Know. That's smart. Yeah, yeah there you yeah, go. Yeah, yeah. That's dope. Yeah. And we have lawyers on as well to talk about this, divorce lawyers and attorneys. We did a couple that episodes on that, like how to do prenups and all that, uh, yeah. you know, with the state of Florida especially. But like most guys, like when they marry a chick, nine out of ten times the chick is marrying up and he's marrying down. Mm -hmm. So that puts you in a bad position financially, you know? So yeah. we tell guys... If you could avoid marriage, do it. Like you know, it depends on where you are, how you how you live, how you can get around it. Because you don't want the the main point is you don't want to involve the state. Yes. In your relationship. The only way, because we have a solution for the problem. Mine is kind of funny. It's kind of serious. <laughs> it's kind of like, hey man, you want to get married, bro? Go to Colombia, find a badass chick, marry her over there, come back over here. That we can avoid the laws of America. You can still live a good lifestyle over there in Colombia. That's my that's my way of doing things. But you know, you don't want to involve the state ever. Colombians are bad too. Yeah. Or you go to a church, you get a local, a local pastor there. It's not a state, it's just, you know, the church. You get married by the church. I know Muslims do that all the time, right? Yeah, well, you can go to a mosque and mosque. get married by an imam, and then it's like, bam. Like, and it's not on paper or anything like that. You can get married Islamically and then be good. So how does that work with common law marriage? See, that depends See, on the state. That's See, that, you that's live why together said, for a couple years and it counts, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah, that's what I'm saying. But so by, the, by any means. You each have your own yeah. spot. Yeah. Yeah, so it, and that's why we tell guys like, bro, just find a way to not get the state involved, and that's yep. going to depend differently on what state you live in, your you know wherever you are, province. Wherever we know you most are. guys want to get married or get have a relationship. We understand that hundred percent. Most guys want to be monogamous, but don't do it out of scarcity. Do it out of a healthy mindset. Yeah, you want to get into a relationship eventually, but I think with most guys, like when I look at myself when I was younger. I wanted to feel the confidence of feeling like I understood how to talk to girls good enough that if I met a girl that I could have a good chance 
chance of, of being able to, you know, if I went to a club that I have a good chance of being able to go home with somebody or mm. at least be able to get somebody's number or really, you know, just not have, I think with a lot of guys, it's like they just want to get past that, that fear and that anxiety that they have about talking to somebody. And yeah. then really once, once I got that out of the way and once I started to feel like I could walk into a room and just start talking to whoever, that's when I actually felt like, oh, I could be in a relationship there because getting past that challenge of wanting to be able to have those conversations and be able to go to the club and not feel like a total fucking ostracized <laughs> loser, yeah. which is, yep. that's the hard part. When you're a guy who's really on zero, and you go to the club and it's like you're just surrounded by all this money and fucking status and shit and you're on zero yeah. and all you have to do all you have to benefit yourself is just your ability to talk like mm -hmm. i mean that's that's a tough and and then a pass. and then too like you if you live in los angeles or miami mm -hmm. if you're walking to the club and you're not in a section or you're not drinking at a bottle they're not even going to look your fucking way done. at all so it's good like Okay, if you don't have a lot of money, go to the fucking bar and spark off conversations and shit. Don't yeah. try to go to any of these hip-hop clubs because there's no section for nobody to just walk into the club Facts. no more to have a good fucking time. And we've had girls, uh, like Lil Wayne came in the club and, and Trey Songz and those guys, come take your girls, yeah, bro. Facts. Like, you don't want her, her, her? Come over here. And, and that's, why, that's why I say it's so important to get your money right. Why yeah. I say, like, yo, have at least six months to a year saved uh, of income and then have make at least 100 bands a year, like, which I think is very doable in today's day and age with the internet, yeah. or have a combination thereof. And then that's why I say you gotta have had sex with 50 girls. Oh my God, you're a womanizer, why? Because I know the average chick has had sex with around that many dudes by the time she gets married. You yep. know what I'm saying? So I need guys to be on the same sexual playing field as a woman because the last thing you want to do is be in a position where your girl's more sexually experienced than you. Because what happens is when a girl knows what she's doing, she can manipulate, manipulate you through sex. Yes. And then a lot of dudes that don't know what they're doing, they'll get finessed. Next thing you know, oh, I'm, I'm not having sex tonight. You, you need to take out the trash. Oh, I, I need you to cut the lawn. But uh, she's going to like start negotiating terms with you leveraging. for sexual access and leveraging sex against you for compliance which I tell guys you never want to be in that position the only way you're going to get there is you're going to have to get experience with girls and I know if you've had sex with at least 50 girls where you're not paying or tricking or doing anything stupid like that you've probably developed a, a mindset where you can at least like deal with women and understand their mindset how they operate you've probably broken through Disney fairy tales and everything else like that because the, day, the days and ages of, of you getting a girl that's a virgin are done it used to be the father would give her to you as a virgin mm -hmm. and she would know she would know how to act but nowadays I'm gonna keep it a stack feminists can get mad at me modern day society modern day culture teaches women how to be Horrible wives, horrible mm -hmm. long-term girlfriends. Horrible. You got city girls out here. W H O R E. Horrible. horrible. <laughs> like it teaches them to be promiscuous, date around, uh, not be, uh, not be dutiful girlfriends, not cook and clean for Hot you. Hot girl summer. You know, no offense to Cardi B, but you know, uh, no, don't cook, don't clean, still got a ring. So a lot of girls have that mindset, yeah. like, yo, I could get a dude without doing all this extra shit. I'm just gonna chase a bag. And and that's it. But and that's so is, dishonest. Her having that bar because the reality is, is that she got enough money that she could have ten facts. people cleaning the fucking house. Facts. It's like, yeah, yeah, for you, you don't have to cook and clean. <laughs> yeah. We get it. You can order Postmates every and, night. Yeah. For and sure. bro, even like now, bro, mm -hmm. I I see women. I meet women. The fact that they do cook or clean, I'd be like, it's a wow. 
Yeah. <laughs> yes. You 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 wait. So you, you have a res- you have recipes like you know what <laughs> you you're gonna make in the morning. <laughs> and this is you're not thing. expecting me to postmate this shit. Yeah. That's yeah. like that's a plus for something that already should be in place. And that that's the thing. Like I told guys, like you got to have these things in place because now you're gonna be able to dictate terms and you're gonna be in a strong negotiating position where it's your way of the highway and she won't be able to finesse you with sex because so many dudes that are successful get finessed by girls just because they're bad and they get a bad deal like a chick that's been ran through whatever and there's a bunch of studies out there to show that you know promiscuous women tend to not be good wives or whatever it may be i'm not going to have that discussion right now but what i will say is i want guys when you have these five things in place 100 grand a year six months to a year of savings 50 girls in shape and um you're 35 years old you're in a position now where you're experienced enough where you can like discern girls that aren't worth your time see the problem is guys are rushing to relationships because Facts. either one they don't want to be alone i understand that but two it's kind of like they want to feel so much what like they want to be in a position where they're with a girl so bad that like they're willing to settle and when you settle for a girl that's not that you're not ready for she will destroy she'll you ruin your life she'll ruin your life even, even in the bible talk about you know women destroying kingdoms and kings because dude real talk if you choose the wrong woman that can end you bro literally it can end you and the thing is is that guys got to understand this man like Women want a traditional man, but they don't want to be traditional girls. They Facts. want to be out here doing all this extra shit, you know, city girls this, ba da da. But they still expect you. You tell her, hey, um, like, if someone breaks into the house, right, or a physical confrontation happens, or you guys get robbed or whatever, she's gonna expect you to defend her. But then if you say, can you make me a sandwich, she's gonna be like, fuck you, nigga. It's like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, seriously, you gotta put your life on the line for a chick that won't even suck your dick. This is bullshit. So I need yeah. dudes to like understand. Preach. That, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's crazy because, the like. <sighs> Women are in such a great negotiating spot right now that dudes are getting finessed and they don't even know they're getting a bad deal. You yep. know what I'm saying? So we tell guys, bro, if she is not worthy of being a girlfriend, smash her and pass it, continue on. Get the experience, learn what girls are worthy of your time, which girls aren't, and then settle down with the one that's worth it. Because the thing is, guys are so willing to give their commitment to girls that don't deserve it, and then they end up miserable because of it. Because mm-hmm. they want a girl so bad or they didn't have that abundance mindset. And we spoke to Robert Kiyosaki, shout out to him, right? And I kind of, I don't want to go into too much detail, but like, you know, he's married to Kim Kiyosaki, huge um, entrepreneurs. And it's like, he just found our content. He's like, yo, my whole life I spent married to one woman. Why? It was like, <laughs> it was like I could have had so much abundance, but I didn't know. I was stuck in that blue pill mindset, you know? And it was like, yes, I love my wife, of course. But it's like, I didn't know I could actually have a life beyond that. And I remember he said he went to a meeting in Japan, right? A bunch of tycoons over there, huge billionaires over there, right? They're like, so everyone in the room. How many, how many mistresses do you have? And he was like, I only have one. He, they all, they all looked at him like, stupid. What the hell? Because those guys of power and strength, they understand that having numbers of women means you have leverage. And mm-hmm. he didn't have any. He just had one. So it means if, if, she, if he didn't do what she said, she's out. Anyone with that kind of money, bro, you should be having a bunch of checks. Harim, if you, if, if, if you can. And girls get mad when I say that. I say, yo, listen. Dudes that are higher status, they don't cheat. They exercise options. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. We we agree with Kevin on that 100% because women don't understand that women are born with value and they must preserve it. Men must create their value. So how are you going to like, because on the podcast all the time, girls argue with me, right? Especially the strong and independent women, right? Mm Because you mentioned earlier, like, oh, these girls are dumb. But uh, we brought entrepreneur women on. Yeah, we did. And doctors. We brought women on that make a lot of money. We don't only bring club girls. We bring uh, career women. We bring uh, financial women. We bring... uh, Spiritual women, we bring everybody yeah, on We podcast. bring all different kinds. Yeah. What we've learned is the hardware does not change the software, man. Yep. Like the only thing that changes when a woman is a career woman and makes money is typically she's a little bit more masculine yep. and she has even higher standards. Mm-hmm. She 
she makes 100 bands a year, I want a dude that makes at least my level, if not more. more. You know, And they're even more selective and they tend to be older, which you know we all know as the older woman gets, typically the harder it's going to be for her to date. And Danger the more money zone. she makes, right? Because so, <laughs> like, the more money a woman makes and her age goes up, the smaller her can, uh, pool, pool of, of candidates. candidates that she could date. Because yep. women aren't like us where we could date down. And then the dudes that make that kind of money, they'll date a 21-year-old baddie. They don't care. Hell yeah. But um, going back, damn, we were talking about uh, before... Um, oh yeah, girls be men, men having options. Yeah. yeah, so this is a big like fighting point on the podcast. Every single time, I'm like, yeah, like dudes, dudes can uh, have sex with other girls, and you can't. Will you expect me to be monogamous? Yeah, absolutely. W- why? Well, because men and women are very different. I used the lock and key analogy before, and what I was telling them was, because <clears throat> a lot of them are like, oh, well, how can you? T- how, why can't you just be monogamous? Why? Why can't you just have one girl? What's wrong with you? Ba-da-da. And I tell them. Yo, listen, you, don't, you guys don't understand the male struggle, right? Myron, give Adam and AD the, the candy, candy store, store please. I, I, I haven't given it. Okay, oh, I will. Yo, it's so, special. <laughs> give it to them. Yeah, so this is the candy store analogy. I, I, I bring it every time, like I mentioned, like the male struggle versus the female struggle, everyone in the chat's like, because you guys know we live stream it, like, candy store analogy, do it right now. <laughs> so the candy store analogy goes basically so, like, there's a candy store, right? And the women are allowed into the candy store at 18 years old. The men, however, they're not allowed in until they're 35 years old, have $100,000 saved up, and they've been in the gym consistently for five years, right? Mm. So what happens, and, and only a small portion of them are allowed into the, into the candy store. So the women come in, they start to figure out what kind of candy they like, they start to hang out at certain aisles, you know, they figure out that the Tootsie Rolls are disgusting, they figure out the Laffy Taffy yellow flavor is gross, and Starburst yellow is terrible as well, right? So they figure out what they want to do. They're in a candy store for a bit. So they start, they know what they're doing, right? They know the store like the back of their hand. So they're selective on what they want. Well, they have 17 years. You know what I'm saying? In the, in the candy exactly. store. Exactly. <laughs> so 17 years later comes, right? And then the dudes are finally allowed in. Bang, them niggas go crazy. They break in. They're eating all the candy. They're having all the Tootsie Rolls that the girls didn't want to eat. You know what I'm saying? They're, they're having like all the, all the dis- worst disgusting candy. Candy corn, all that shit. They're eating it. And the girls are like, oh my God, what's wrong with you? Like... Why can't you just have one? What's wrong with you? And what the chicks don't understand is that these dudes have to fight tooth and nail to get into this fucking candy store. Mm -hmm. Y'all got it for free. Mm -hmm. Like, privilege is invisible to those that have it. And, like, what women don't understand is that they inherit their million dollars. Mm -hmm. They invest in Dogecoin and they lose it. Whatever, right? (laughs) Or maybe they make some. But they inherit their million dollars. Men don't. You as a man, you have to become... uh, a self-made millionaire scaling three businesses from zero, working your way up, whatever... If a self, uh, if an inherited trust fund baby millionaire tells you, "Yo, invest in this. You should run your money like this." You're gonna look at him like, "Yo, shut the fuck up." You I got it know. out the dirty. You, you, I got yeah. this money. I got this money out the mud. I had to work for this. So how the hell can you tell someone that went through trials and tribulations to earn their money how to invest their money when you inherited yours? And that's what women don't understand is that they inherited their value, so they can't dictate to you how many girls you smash or whatever because it's so difficult to even get to that point as a man. We ask this question all the time on the podcast. Ladies, what percentage of men? Because typically after I say that, they're shocked. Yeah. Oh, my God. And I'm like, well, what percentage of men do you think are actually sexually active women? And they're like, like 100%, 90%, Nah, it's only like 10 to 20% of dudes banging like all the chicks. And they're like, oh, my God, Yo, I didn't know that. Even rappers and athletes, they have to work hard for their position. They didn't just get it overnight. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So it takes time for men to level up to be even in the candy store. Yeah, so, so like when women try to tell me that, like, oh, why can't you be monogamous or whatever? I have to throw it on the on it like that because like they don't they don't get it because like when you've been like just allowed to do whatever you want, you know, with the opposite gender, people telling you sweet nothings, people never challenging you. Because what I've learned is like 
when the girls come on the podcast, it's like a shock to them a lot of times because we're not trying to smash them, so we ain't gonna lie. We mm. want to tell them the truth. Like, <laughs> not, anymo- not anymore. Yeah. <laughs> what, you guys <laughs> used to smash too many of them and then you tell had to stop? Okay, so we used to bring funny. You want to know how this all started? So we did a podcast, right? And we had a double day after. We were lit, whatever, came from the studio from the club. And we're sitting there like, yo, what do we do now, bro? It's like two in the morning. And he was looking at me like, bro, I don't know what we should do. I'm like, fuck it. Let's go, let's go podcast right now. Live for the girls. He's like, you sure, bro? I was like, let's fucking do it, bro. He's like, let's fucking do it. So we go oh, on so live. One time this dude was lit, bro. <laughs> you, you have the guys around to film it or did you just set the cameras just, up yourself? Just us, bro. Yeah. It was two girls and us, right? No cameraman, no producer, yeah. no producer sound engineer. wasn't there at the time. Just right. us in the studio, right? So we turned our camera on and went live, bro. Can I tell you, bro, right? After the episode... It got like what? I think 20K views off rip. When we yeah, were live. yeah, it got a lot of views. It was the most we ever got going live, right? And people were in there like super chatting. I think we made like what? $3,000 that yeah, one night? So they, people were going crazy because like no one had done it. And what happened so was like, we used to smash the girls first and then bring them on the podcast. Now I was like, you know what? Fuck, I don't want to know who you are. <laughs> yeah. but you know why? It messed up the, the dynamic of the show because it's like, you know, we smash them already. So it's like, I don't want to be too truthful, truthful because obviously I like you. So now I was like, you know what? We don't know who you are. You come on the show. It's what it, we it, have a whole team is. just brings the girls in now because we used to do it ourselles, but that's yeah. just time because yeah, we don't. Girls, hey man, you go through our, our talent coordinator. Shout out to um uh, Laura, mm. like how you have Laura. We yeah, got, yeah, we got yeah. Chris. Yeah, we got Chris. And, oh, sorry, yeah. Laura. Yeah, you you handle it. We're over here chilling. We just living life, man. Yeah, bro. Like yeah, like Chris. The, the girls hit him up and they, he schedules them and then they come in and we do the show and it makes it better too because they don't really. Sometimes they watch the show and research. Sometimes they don't. And then I come in and we do the show and like we we Frank sometimes we have a topic. Yeah, and it's it's crazy, man. But like, yeah, there's a lot of like argument points. That's one of them, like female versus male promiscuity. And then um, also like we just tell them like, yo, oh, another big thing because girls always ask, well, I get ghosted a lot. Like why? And then I tell them like because you actually have to add value. And so many girls think like I'm just gonna give the box and that's enough. Like no, nope. I tell them like, yo, y- you might get a guy like for a night or two doing that, but to keep them around, you're gonna have to like add value. And so many girls think like if I just fuck, that's good enough, and it's it's not good enough. Not. Like especially with the status of men that you're dealing with, you really got to give them value. So so can we talk about that uh, the the argument that happened on the podcast where basically and and we got a shitload of views from commenting on it, but where yeah, sure. Mr. Organic basically like, Shout sounded to off on. Shout to Organic. Well, I'm interviewing tomorrow actually. But uh, he sounded off on one woman. Her basic argument was, if a man is rich, all he cares about is a girl looking good and being down to fucking. And he got super mad. And my argument was, and I want to know if you guys agree with this. My argument is basically, once a guy gets to the point where he can get, you know, not every girl, but a huge percentage of girls, or he feels like mega confident, he's got his money, he's at a point in his life where he can really get a lot of women to have sex with him. Guys start to sort of think outside of that and they want to start to actually build something. When you look at actors and you look at like top rappers or when you look at basketball players, a lot of times you'll see them find a girl at some point and really start to try to build something with somebody who they consider more on their level, whether it's they have their own business or they're, they're very business minded, etc. And for me, that's definitely the situation where it's like, I see hot girls all the time. Girls will come in here and I'll talk to them for five minutes and it's in my head. I can't imagine really like spending that much time with these girls because they're fucking stupid. And my girl, I respect her and I I, I see what she's doing. I see her ambition and that's very much a turn on to me. Uh, Do you guys agree with that? Because like the girl seems so incapable of imagining the idea that a guy would get to a certain place in his life and then want to get a woman who's actually bringing something to the table besides just being hot. Uh, Man, you said a lot there, bro. Yeah, but yeah, it's yeah. all true. Yeah. I'll tell you what, right? Like I said earlier, uh, you know, in the in the podcast, when you date girls that look good and they are tens and nines and tens or whatever, 
they have no character. Mm. So I can only spend enough time to like literally, bro. Is ejaculate and then evacuate. <laughs> I have no reason to be there other than smash. Wow. Yo, well, when I smash you, right? What's next? So let's go shopping or oh, um, let's watch. This. I'm like, yo, let's go make some money together. It's like there's no other avenue other than having fun and getting lit. And look, I can only go to the club so many times uh, a week. Once or twice, I'm good. I don't need any more times. Every night, and then it's like drug, drug, drugs and all that shit. I'm just saying, like, yes. for example, a girl that adds value is not going to only be about having fun all the time. She's going to understand there's a time and place for everything. Yeah. Time for work, time for fun, time for sex, all that stuff. Yeah. Most of the nights and tens, all they know is turn on the button, wake up, lit. Yachts, parties, mansions. Facts. Buy me, take me shopping. No, nigga. Like, no. You have to earn that. And once again, like you said earlier, when you get to a certain point in life, you have options. Why am I going to stay with this one chick that I can smash whenever that doesn't add any value when I can find a chick that actually adds value and I want to be around her? Because now I see how girls are. I understand their, their nature. You know what? I don't want that. I know what I want now. So, Yeah, I, I, uh, I agree. Like The girl's got to bring some kind of value as well. Like For me personally, I can speak for myself, she doesn't necessarily have to bring a career, but she's got to help me with, with my business, with what I got going on. Mm -hmm. Because my thing is, if she helps me build, then she's going to win anyway. You know, a lot of women say, well, if I put everything on hold for you, well, what's going to happen? I'm like, hey, stupid, you're going to benefit off it too. Because as the leader, as the man, she wins when you win. Actually, you know I'm talking about the girl like, uh, that's in the studio all the time. She, she literally comes in the studio, cleans it for us, uh, gets all the waivers for the girls to sign. And oh, yeah, girl, she's, yeah, girl. yeah, one of my chicks. Yeah, yeah, she's, she's, she's very helpful. everyone water. That's adding value, man. Like, she didn't have to, but she does that for everybody. She does it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And like, like doing stuff like that, like just making things easier for me, that's good enough. But I agree with you because like uh, with that with that whole show with Mr. Organic. That was lit. Yeah, that was hilarious because like she was trying to say, I'll be your inspiration, whatever. It's like, bro, when you deal with a certain caliber of men, like yes, they don't necessarily care about how much money you may bring to the table yourself, yeah. but they do care about how much value you have. If you're just going to mm -hmm. say, I'll be there in lingerie and I'll be your inspiration, like who the, you ain't going to inspire <laughs> a multimillionaire. Every in the strip club could do that. Yeah. yeah. Every girl in the strip club could look good and sit on the fucking couch in lingerie. That's easy. That's hey. what I tell the girls. When I give them the free game, I tell them, and actually I think it was the episode that you were there with mm -hmm. me and you, you chimed in too. Yeah. Uh, I was like, you need to be an indispensable tool to the man mm -hmm. where he can't get your value from other chicks. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? And like you're the, if even if he smashes other girls he, you're the one that he's taking out with him when he does serious things he's the one you're like you're the one that he goes to sleep with that can at be night. seen you know exactly bang so um as long as you bring value to a point where it's indispensable where he can't really operate at 100 without you mm. then you won but adam you know who's the main problem here though it's the simps because she's oh, she's she's no she's talking about a certain type of guy that has money it's the simp niggas with money sugar daddy that's the niggas that was you know what she's the hardest girl i ever got in my life I'm gonna try to hold on to her, mm -hmm. yeah. but she has no value in her character. But the guy is a simp; he doesn't know that. Mm. So, but okay, here's the question I have for you guys: Is now you guys are getting money on a level that I'm assuming you probably couldn't have imagined before you started the podcast? Couldn't imagine, bro. You, you guys it's didn't like, have crazy income streams before that. Now, does it make you want to compete with all the guys who have? tables in the club every night with the guys who have crazy chains i noticed you guys don't do the jewelry or like stupid designer stuff necessarily so much <laughs> I, mean, I, I was looking at the louis vuitton glasses i'm nah, like okay maybe a little bit hey, don't let don't let that nigga fool you he, <laughs> don't I'm let fresh. him fool you He's fit. But, but so do you guys see that as being worth the investment once you have that kind of money to start like really doing that just to be able to get these girls that i'm assuming you already 
don't really think are girls that you want to build anything with. Like the girls who are attracted to the table and the club money are not. <laughs> yes. Hey, that's all I'm about to say. This, no. this he went out and we was we was turned up. He was shopping. Look, he looking for a five thousand dollar bag. He pulled up in a Porsche today. You know what I'm saying? Hey, but like like Adam is saying too, is yeah. that. The perception of everything is that you don't have to actually spend you don't. money when you do that shit. Like, even like last, oh, you say, hey, let's have somebody set some tables for us. Let's say we have a no jumper fucking night where we go to the club and they pay us X amount of Y and Z and they're going to provide the bottles and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. We actually didn't pay for that. Mm -hmm. We go to the club, we do everything, and guess what? That guy got a section, that guy got a section, that guy got a section. We got a section, we got bottles coming out too, so it's equal playing ground when it comes down to the women that comes into the party. Exactly. And I'll say this, right? So, no, we don't compete. You know why? Because we're not on the same level. We actually have game. So imagine, right? Miami has a lot you're of sex. You're clout now. Yeah. So a lot of niggas. When you touch the mic, sorry. it's kind of fucks up. A lot of so. guys have money, right? But no game. And they've never had to take the time to learn it. We've le already learned this shit from younger, our younger years. So imagine just now with money and clout, what's going to happen? <laughs> like, we're fucking girls, bro, that Drake fucks. That future fucks. And like, it's like, yo, like, they're, they're missing out time with them to hang with us. I mean, I'm not going to put them blast. But like, when you have game, bro, it's on a different level. And I'll just say this as well. So a lot of guys, right, they'll go to a club and try to outbid another guy. Like, oh, you mm -hmm. bought 10 bottles? I'm going to buy 20 bottles, right? What are you really doing? You're saying, hey, you know what? I can spend money like this, so take advantage of me, for, uh, you yeah. know, to girls. We would never put ourselves in, a, in that situation because we know off-rip, never leave your wallet. Because then, if you do that, then she's, she's not, she's not going to want to know you for who you are. So think about this, right? Whenever we go on a date, we have very low uh, investments. So yeah. I go to tacos, maybe some drinks. I'm not taking to a club to the table. Hell no. The first date is you get to know me, I get to know you, and let's see what happens from there. At that point, it's a, kind of like an evil, play, uh, evil equal uh, playing ground, and there's no, what do you say all the time? It's better to have discovery than... Uh, uh, yeah, discovery trumps disclosure. Yeah. So like a lot of dudes, what they'll do is they'll overtly tell a girl, I made this amount of money, or I do this, mm -hmm. or look at this car, and all this other shit. And it's like, yeah, that might get you laid here or there, but like what's going to happen is you're going to... Um, like. Girls are like sharks when it comes to like status and money. Mm -hmm. So what will happen is they'll look at that and they'll be like, oh, okay, I, I could get one off the, on this dude. Especially like Miami girls. Mm -hmm. Like they're sizing you up as soon as they meet you. So me personally, uh, I'm like a hardcore minimalist, man. Like I barely, outside of the studio, like I don't own nothing really he nice. He was there like the that. whole time, bro. I yeah. know. We went out everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. We were lit, bro. <laughs> I think I'm, me and him are similar. Because yeah. <laughs> I, I don't own nothing. I got no fucking possessions. Yeah. So. I barely yeah. own anything, man. Like, I, you know, I save most of my money. Any money that I actually do spend goes like pretty much right into the business to like get better equipment, whatever. Like that's the nice stuff I own is like the stuff that we have for the studio. Mm -hmm. But um, with me, it's like like the girl can kind of tell the girls can tell that you have money just from the way you move. You know, not looking at like when the bill comes, you don't even look at it. Like little things like that. You know what I'm saying? So, and and that goes a long way. But for me, it's like I don't want to like flex to a point where it's like she thinks that like I'm a trick or something like that and mm -hmm. thinks that she could get one up on me because like that's when because then you enter what I call like the, the like the customer, the customer slash trick mm -hmm. frame and then she th this is why like I hate um we talked about strip clubs strip right clubs. this is why I hate personally hate strip clubs because you're already operating almost from like a deficit where she expects you to be a trick and you have to like break that trick frame and then you you know and show her like I pulled girls out of the strip club in the past yeah. but it's like it's a low return on investment. Like with us when now, we go, we, we don't spend no money. When, when we when we when we game nowadays, mm -hmm. we look at it like, what's the best return on investment? Because I used to go to nightclubs all the time, and I used to like cold approach girls like crazy. Because I didn't want to do table game. Like that's a whole other thing. You could do do the table game. You gotta spend. Yeah, and there's ways to finesse it where you like know what you're doing, and you don't get finesse because like. Okay, I'll break it down real quick. So what we would do is, <laughs> I'll break it down real quick. So like, if you're gonna get a, t a table at a club, right? 
what you'll do is you'll make sure you go in with like three to four guys that aren't simps. That's the biggest thing is that aren't simps. And what you do is you'll get one or two bottles, none too crazy, right? And you're going to have one or two guys go out, talk to girls. Let's go. And then mm-hmm. another two guys at the table. And then what the, those guys do is you take your two best like verbal guys. They talk to the girls, whatever. They bring them back to the table. And what you do is the key is you got to stagger and bring girls like a two set here, three set here, four set here, whatever it is, different groups of girls. And then as you bring them back, the other two are dealing with them. And then you have one guy that's like holding on to that bottle. To the and like that's pouring oh, the drinks. Bro. You know? That's my number one thing yeah. when I go to the fucking club, bro. Like, prime example, bro. Other night, um, I actually took Duno um, with me Wednesday night. We got like five bottles of fucking uh, 42 come out, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. I tell my homeboy, I'm like, watch the bottles. Yeah. I'll grab one. Mm-hmm. He'll grab one. I told Duno, you hold one too. Because my other homie didn't understand it. I said, watch what happens. You mm-hmm. leave one right there. Guess what? Girl comes to the table yep. talking to everybody. She She's pouring one. She turns around. Three, four of her friends. Yup. Uh, yep. Guess what? She pours another yep. one. Whole bottle of uh, $1,100 bottle is gone. gone. And, and guess what the girls do? There's no more liquor now. They walk away to go to somebody else's Bruh. table. That's, Facts. that's why They'll I finesse say you. See? See, AD you. knows. So, like, that's why I say, like, you He's need in the game. one or two dudes, like, or, or one or two dudes at the table, one watching the bottle, one, like, uh, talking with the chicks, and they're pouring the, the drinks, not the girls. So, and then as the dudes are bringing different girls back, different sets, the chicks don't know each other. So, what happens is then you can start screening them who's actually sexually available. Because a lot of girls, I don't like, I don't say like run game. It's not about running game as much. It's more about like with nightclubs, since you're on a time uh, uh, allotment because you only got a certain amount of hours, mm-hmm. etc. It's faster pace. You can escalate faster. You're trying to see which girls are sexually available. So, you're like touching them, talking. Talking to them, trying to figure out logistics. And then if girls are like, oh, no, I'm not really for that, ba-da-da, kick them out. Bang, mm-hmm. right there. Frank Castle, <laughs> yeah. that bitch out the, out, out the table. And what I would do is I'll kick her out. Either I'd told, tell the bouncer or I'd kick her out myself and let the other girls see it. Now the other girls know the precedent. Oh, these dudes kick girls out if, they don't, if they're not they're about it. Yep. And then bang. Then you figure out the girls that are, that are worthy and then you just drink with them and, and that's it. But like the biggest mistake is like the dudes just let random chicks come in, let the girls touch the bottles. Because what a lot of these chicks, what they want to do is they just want to be able to go into a VIP, drink free liquor and sit down because they've been on their heels all night. That's Yo, the real cold. So many Max. girls, that's their whole game. They come to the club, they don't spend a cent. Go from table to table, they get lit and then yeah. the guy that they actually care about picks they'll them up from the club. You. They'll talk about it. Oh yeah, for yeah. sure. They won't talk about doing it to you, but they'll yeah. talk yeah. about doing it to Bruh. other guys. Yeah, yeah. girls yeah. on the show, they, they talk about, oh, I came out with zero dollars and I finessed this how many bottles like it's a game to bro them. okay so i'll take i'll take i'll take girls right like oh i'm going to the club uh, i'll pick up i'll pick up after i'll see her story she's at one table with a guy another table with a guy all right i'm ready pick her up with sight i take her home that mm-hmm. nigga just spent like a bunch of money on the table and i'm th- getting it for free mm-hmm. hey it's funny too because on my show uh, last week yeah we had a, we had two girls that was here and one of them is just drinking with us she's getting lit and stuff like that mm-hmm. she gets a facetime from a guy and you feel me? And the guy's basically like, hey, where you at? I want to link with you and shit like that. She said, hey, can I grab the bottle? Now I said, no, you're not about to take this bottle Whoa. so you can go, yeah. you can drink off yeah. of us and then go fuck yeah. the other guy yeah. and stuff like that. But even too, that goes back to what you guys are saying in a nutshell too is, hey, build your social platform up, your social presence so you don't have to pay for bottles and shit when yeah. you go to the club. There's many times somebody will say, bro, you go out all the night, you go out all the night. One thing that niggas is not knowing is, Promoters are calling me and saying, hey, bro, if you come out tonight, we'll give you two or three bottles. Hey, um, when I'm hoping I don't go to the strip club on my own. Fuck no. When I go to the strip club, they're paying me to come to the strip club. A portion of that I'm throwing 
You feel me? It's not coming out of my own pocket. I'm still going that's home with finesse, the money. Baby. And my and <laughs> the perception <laughs> is still the same as you niggas that's coming to the club and spending all type of shit like that. I'd rather not go out to the club if I have to really spend my own money on the regular with, with that shit. That's how you know so you keep veteran, the perception. Bro. See, 80 knows the game, bro. Because when we go to the club, it's a network. We don't spend a cent, bro. Hey, exactly. bro, come through. We want to show you guys some love. It's free. It's on the house. So, hey, man. Because real talk, like, I'm a huge, like, night game advocate. Like, I call mm. approach girls, like, you know, back when I first moved to Miami 2018. You know, I drink a bit and I go out there and talk to girls. But I don't need a drink to talk to girls. So, like, I'll call approach whatever. So, like, I learned all this, like, you know, by taking a lot of L's in Miami. And people tell me, oh, man, you're in Aladdin. You should be able to get all the chicks. No, bro. Like, I go, like, one for 40. It's tough. You know what I'm saying? Like, because you're so many girls go out to the club to take pictures, to just get attention, whatever it is. So, when you go out at night, you're not necessarily looking for, like, uh, to game girls because that's that's a low ROI. You're looking yeah. for who's sexually available that's attractive. Bam. Because if you try to get a night game number, it's mm-hmm. gonna flake nine out of ten times. She mm-hmm. was drunk, maybe she was with her friends, whatever it is. She she's not gonna. A lot of girls like if they meet you at a club, they're not gonna take that interaction seriously. So you want to close that night. Yep. So from doing a night game. Obviously, that's a very low return on investment as a guy because, you know, if you're not like big like AD where they're paying you to come to the club, you got to pay your own fee to get in. You're paying for drinks, all this other stuff. Entry. So so it's like it's a low return on investment. Like with the way we're running our business now, like I don't have time to do that all the time. So, yeah. you know, I'm leveraging other things. But, you know, cold approach, I think, is still a, yeah, he's a very the, He's the one inside. <laughs> hey, yeah, we, we're like mirror. We mirror each other. Because yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. even like we went out to what, maybe four or five different places. Yeah. The one thing that. The perception of it is, oh, they going crazy in Miami. It doesn't. The reality of it is, we didn't pay a fucking dime. These were <laughs> these bottles were given to us. These yep. places we went to, like the last club we went to, Khaled is there. We story. got bottles. Yeah, went story. Like, like this shit. This was no money put out there. And all you have to do is take your phone, your camera, and says boom, boom, boom. So niggas is looking like, wow. That tells women. Imagine a girl. Wow, he yeah. has a lot of money. Yep. He has a, a, a lot of status. He has club. a lot of social friends. Oh, then let, let one of your little artists or rapper homies or actor homies come in and they're on video with you too. Oh, well, oh, he's friends with him too, or he's friends with him too. Now you done got 75% of the job done when it comes down to these and women. It's not, and it's, and then it's not about getting that number of fucking the girl that night. It's like you're in the environment. They all know what your fucking Instagram is. They're going to DM you. They're going to follow you. They're going to follow up. You're going to like just have so, and not to mention their friends. Not like, I think going out so much of the benefit isn't just like you actually being able to pull something right then. It's about building an identity mm-hmm. overall. Nigga, be Batman. Social it's proof. a fucking game. And Social I don't proof. do enough of it. I do too much hey, goddamn internet shit in here. Hey, see, but <laughs> I don't fucking go hey, out hey, anymore. Hey, 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 that's him. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Yeah, but, this is, but this is what I tell Adam all yeah. the time now because I say bro you don't fucking go nowhere he be like bro you do this and you do this and do I say bro come outside with me bro you're Adam <laughs> fucking 22 you don't have to do nothing your face card alone is going to get you in the door with whoever the fuck you want to do shit with and even when it come down to interviews and yeah. doing shows and stuff bro yeah, that, that's what I actually you gotta, about you gotta run into people I'm, I'm not trying to fucking find girls yeah. unless they're girls who want to shoot OnlyFans content and help yeah. us make a shitload of money but yeah. what I am interested in is I just realized that the number of interviews I could get from meeting somebody in the club and having a drink with them and like like I've built this whole thing but now I kind of miss out on the normal socialization rewarding yourself aspect That's of it which at. also in time is going to grow the fuck out of the business and it's, per- it's more I'm personal a, I'm going to tell you this right bro when I go out now it's the network think about this right, right. I'm a nobody how am I getting these celebrities like TPN might come on soon Akon how am I meeting these people I meet them in public mm. they meet me they, they like my personality and say you know what bro you're a cool one I'm gonna come on the podcast that by itself is gold because now I didn't have to like talk to anybody and say hey could you hit up this person they know me 
right? So not only do you get to have the lifestyle, you can show people, you get to network, and that's very important, man. So many of those interviews I got in the early days were because I was actually doing drugs with people and? in nightclubs <laughs> and, yes, and where, backstage at rap parties and stuff, yeah. and then I would, boom, get the interview the next day. Now I don't get fucked but, up anymore, remember? so it's it's a little different, but I haven't really adjusted to having to like force myself to actually socialize, and COVID was so bad for it, because mm -hmm. that yeah, was like, facts. oh, here's a default year that you're going to mostly spend at home. And I, you know? I tell him, bro, dude, come up with me, bro. He's That's Frank, what I said. He's Frank <laughs> Castle. He's Frank Castle. You're the guy that punishes bad behavior from girls, bro. They yeah. want to see yeah. you. And yeah. see, like I said, it mirrors the shit, though, because it's like, all right, <laughs> we do business this way. You do business this way. The, yeah. and, and, and on a more technical side, the way that you guys do business is the right it's way. It's the right way. Yeah. But, but in the long run, the, building those relationships The, hands, is the handshake huge. is different. Yeah, like, yeah, even no, it is. It prior is. to this, before y'all didn't even know me before me coming on your show like that, we watch each other and shit like that. We had a good ass weekend, ended up going to the airport. Now it's personal. <laughs> And his friends and shit like that, and you're not just coming for. We almost a got Frank canceled off that plane. Yes, we did. <laughs> yeah, yo, but, if yo. Andy calls me, I'm gonna start whatever I'm doing. I got you, bro. So yeah, see that right. connection right there is priceless. Look, I met OT Genesis through him, mm -hmm. and it was cool with me. It's like. I would never been his people if I didn't go with AD and made that networking connection. Yeah, AD's mm. at a point now where if he lands in Miami, like we're gonna just so you're where to you go, at? Brother. Hey, we're, we're gonna go. You know and what then, I'm and then too, like I tell people all the time, I got songs with a lot of people. They said, "Well, how much did you pay for a feature?" I've never paid for a feature in my mm. life, and mostly everybody that I know who has fucking higher status, I met somewhere at the club or at the bowling alley, and then we just became friends. And that's big and it's, independent it's, artist, bro. That's yeah. huge. Like you know what I'm saying? And also, Adam, mm. because you know AD. And we fuck with AD and the podcast. Dude, you come to Miami, what's going to happen? VIP treatment. Yeah. Just to offer that connection. No, because, yeah. all right. Well, one thing I was listening to, I was listening to academics talk about how he went to all these clubs with some rich kid in Miami and the kid was like balling out. And that he I was said, there. you were there for, I was there for, for party. those. those oh, okay. I was there because I was PDG and those, those guys. But he <laughs> said that they went to one club and spent, I think, $30,000. $30 and then they went to Club Live and they spent $55,000 on the table. And I'm just thinking, like, <laughs> I told him that's normal. In Miami, that's I, super normal. Normal, I've been to Club Live a couple of times and they just gave me a table and bottles for free. And because I'm like, you got the face card. I'm not even thinking that that's special or that like I'm I'm thinking that's just nothing because no. I don't fucking like care. I don't even because, think it's a big deal. And then people don't understand is that if you walk into a club, you alone, you're bringing value from them for the rest of the fucking year. Mm -hmm. Hey. This, that's like where we go. Um, I'm gonna take you guys Wednesday. We go to Highlight Room. Shout out to Sean Dickerson. Drake Drake goes there fucking five times. Uh, goes there, been there every every week since. CB goes there. It's a good ass vibe. You run into all type of people. Mm -hmm. Guess what that does for the business. Where I at, I can charge a higher premium for stuff because this artist comes here, this artist comes here, this influencer comes here, and guess what? That tells the average guy that got fucking money. Hey, I could spend thirty five thousand here. You know what you're getting yourself in when you go to Club Live. It's I'll say brand this. awareness, right? And very important, Adam. You have a brand here. You want it to grow exponentially. You got to get there and network. You have to. Mm. Look, we're a small channel, bro. Right? How are we so big? We network every fucking day. And then you got yeah. a nigga like you go yeah. out and meet Precious, motherfuckers. Yeah. <laughs> let him handle the business and shit like that. Because too, like, yeah. bro, I go so many places, and bro, I swear to God, mm. people are like, man, the show, the show, the podcast, the pop up, this, the this, the this. We're shopping. Guy was like, yo, you're from No Jumper, right? Yeah, just comes pops up out of nowhere, bro. And that shit, that alone, hey, shake hands. Oh, I do this. Okay, cool. Keep it pushing. Keep it pushing. And what does that tell to the average viewer? Hey, oh, man, I met, what's it called? He was cool. I go to the fucking airport. Somebody, AD, I love, I love everything about you. Can my mom take a picture of you? Yeah, yeah go ahead. Do that shit. Now, and the nigga literally told me, I used to hate you. Now I love you, bro. Hell, whoa, whoa. Yo, that ain't going to be a positive like comment. nigga that will beat the <laughs> yeah. shit out of you. Like, he's For a sure. friendliest yeah. dude that will beat the hell out of you, but too. No, like, yeah, <laughs> Bonafide supporters. Like, look, he's always in the studio, right? Working on the, you know, the mics. He's the one that made it set up. 
Chris, because without him, bro, no, no offense, we're better than Joe Rogan, we're better than all that stuff because the studio has been built by this guy day and night, right? That takes a lot of effort and work. Mm. But me on the networking side, you're probably the same way you're behind the scenes working on things, you know, computers maybe, stuff like that. So I get it, but you have to get out sometimes because if you get out, then it's, it's a face to the name. Like, oh shit, mm. Adam's here. I fuck with Adam now. I'll tell you this too with Liv, what, what I've, well, a lot of nightclubs in Miami, I, I, like what they do is like, um, like someone like you, right? Obviously, cloud and everything like that, you come in, it's free. But like what I noticed from Miami from going out when I was doing all that night game is like, there's a lot of rich dudes there that don't have clout. Yes. Mm-mm. Like like they have like, they're foreign nationals that have money from some country or they have like some kind of random like digital business and they decide to live in Miami. They live that laptop lifestyle. But like what happens is, they see, and a lot of them will align themselves with rappers or celebs or whatever. Mm-hmm. They'll pay. And they'll pay for everything. Uh, academics. Uh, you know what I'm saying? And just because, but they got crazy money, but they don't have the, the fame to be able to like get into the club for free. So that's how like the lifeblood of a lot of these spots is like, you know what I'm and saying? And I remember when, when I used to go to clubs and shit back in the day when I really didn't have any money or any kind of status or anything, hmm. we were just sort of like young. We had tattoos. We were dressed kind of cool. And then we would end up like meeting dudes who had money and had tables and stuff. And they were hyped to have us around just because we would be able to like go out and be the ones who actually would just randomly talk to a girl and then mm. bring them back to his section. Mm. That was a value. And we fucking yep. like actually got good at that shit and actually like being the ones who were appreciated by all these rich dudes because we could actually bring these girls back to the tables and granted we're probably more likely to fuck them than these dudes. But <laughs> yep. I mean, you know. And then too, in a business sense, the more I go out, the more business people I meet, the more that I see motherfuckers and I'm looking at, they're looking at me in the same way that I'm looking at them. They go to this club. Hey, man, AD got a table over here. All the girls, everybody talks. You know what that does for business? They say, hey, the same way Kevin Samuel said he would bring women to the fucking um, meetings the meetings and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. They sit there tells you right there, this is a guy that we can invest in. This is somebody that we can do business with and shit like that. And then still keep it on a handshake type of thing, too. And, I, and think about, like, like, this is one thing that doesn't really make logical sense in my brain is that in my brain, I'm online. I'm doing all this shit online. You're online, too. So if I DM you and ask you for an interview... You, we're both online. We're both in the same place. <laughs> yeah. We're both online. How do you like that? It should be easy for for me to make it work like that. And granted, with ninety percent or you know a large percentage of people, it is that easy. But a lot of my biggest successes, like oh, I got the fucking Young Thug interview in England. Why? Because I was backstage at a music festival. Legendary. And Juice World mm. actually said, "Yo, Thug, this is my man Adam. You should do an interview with him." So that's the value Damn. of really being and there. Is personal, and, and right there. Yep. And Young Thug, I'm listening to an interview he did where he said the only interviews I fuck with is uh, I forget exactly what it was, but he named off a couple, and I was on the list. Yeah. And that would have never happened if I just DM Young Thug and said, "Yo, yes. let's get an interview." You forget <laughs> that the in-person value to a lot of people. And especially really successful people is way more important than the internet version. A lot of people are not internet first in yeah. their mind state. And, yep. I t- and I tell people all the time, like niggas like fucking Wiz Khalifa. I'm like, to hear him come out with a video and saying, "Hey, I only got like two friends in Los Angeles, and AD is one of them." Yeah, you know I'm saying, I'm like, you haven't known me the longest and shit like that. And then two. You want to see a nigga win, so you're going to do things for somebody personally that you don't have to fucking do. You don't have to give a nigga the feature. You don't have to bring somebody to club. You don't have to shout nobody out. And I feel like the essence of being on Melrose, you guys ran into so many fucking people. And that was why it was Mm -hmm. so amazing. I remember the day that we went to Melrose and we're first looking at that spot, and then I'm walking like a block back into the neighborhoods to go get my car, and I just look over as I'm getting my car, and I see Rich the Kid and just walking with a bodyguard right in front of him. He's on the phone screaming at somebody, and I'm just like... 
Hey, Rich, we got to get that No Jumper interview in. Yep. He's like, I bang my line, bang my line. <laughs> <He's> like, <laughs> but I'm like, this is the value of me being around these fucking people. When I met Wiz Khalifa and talked to him about the interview, even though he was currently dubbing me on the interview, <laughs> I guarantee that that like 10 seconds of us meeting in real life did more to make that interview happen mm. than me DMing him a hundred times. I mean, you know? people like people like doing things for people that they fuck with. And then yeah, even yeah. in this world right now, Nobody wants to come on interviews blind or have the perception that, oh, shit, he may ask me something crazy or he may. I don't want to do it now because I may it may be something that I don't want to be talked about that may be popped up in an interview and shit yeah. like that. And that's going to deter everything else. But versus, hey, this is my homeboy. Yeah. OK, it is what it is. Even if he asked me something uh, uh, uncomfortable it's not coming from a place of trying to tear that person they start down. to see you as a real person because mm -hmm. it's easy to imagine you as just being a caricature of what you really are whether it's a culture vulture or just some fucking random internet loser or whatever yeah, yeah. when they actually see you in real life and shake your hand that could get them past the hump of like accepting that you have we even given them a list you know? of questions before because we're like hey man we're not gonna you know we're not gonna blindside you you know here's the questions mm -hmm. before yeah you, what do you not want to talk about and we just like make sure you know we we you know i know that's like terrible to get like a viral interview sometimes but, look, but we try not to like blindside and batman kevo right you guys know batman mm -hmm. kevo i met him three times before he came on the podcast he's like Right, bro, I'm, I'm hot because he, he didn't know what it was. He's like, eh, some kid wants to do a podcast, hey, whatever. Right? Second time I saw him at uh, br brunch, he's like, all right, gang, I see you, bro. Third time he's like, yo, okay, you know what? I'm coming through. But that's that's me meeting him in public three times, bro. I'm and that repetition is literally the process of getting to know somebody. Mm -hmm. And it's like, you could lit literally like just see somebody in the club a couple times. And then when you finally talk to them, it's like, oh, yeah, like you feel way more familiar. And people forget because they're so in that internet mentality. Mm -hmm. They forget that a lot of shit really does come back to just that basic familiarity. And I got a point too. No, go ahead. No, no, you first. Oh, yeah. And then that's the verses of the shit too is like, you know, a PR, you may have an album coming out and the PR is like, oh, you got this lined up and you got this lined up. And the fucking artist is dreading coming to these places because mm -hmm. they literally don't want to do it versus, hey, you're talking to people. Hey, that's my guy. I got to come do it. Right. I want to give him a good show. It was just like when I brought OT on my show. He's like, I'm coming to bring the fucking show, even though that shit turned out the way. <laughs> <laughs> it, was good, it was good, though. It was good. It was good for ratings. It was good for when it came down to that. But. Honestly, as this is my brother and my friend, yeah. I didn't want him to come uh, on a yeah. platform and you know what I'm saying, right, right, and right. be looked under any type of scrutiny other than. I than, think it you know solidified him if anything. But yo, <laughs> yo, AD loves OT Genesis, bro. Like that's yeah, his boy, my brother, that's his yeah. brother, bro, yeah. for real. Um, I was I was gonna say this too because like you mentioned, uh, and shout out to Batman Kevin, man, because mm -hmm. uh, he, he's in Miami as well. Mm -hmm. um, when you saw him approach him the third time. Mm -hmm. Uh, you guys talked about YouTube and he had seen our growth and he saw the studio oh, the and everything like too. that and he saw the numbers and I always say like you know the big thing why the big reason why like I work so hard in the studio to make sure everything looks nice and we have that Miami vibe the Grand Theft Auto theme everything like Five that too. is because thank you mm -hmm. um, is because like I already knew we were operating from a deficit that we were new in the game so I was like damn if we're gonna be new in the game like the content quality's got to be a one and we just gotta like make sure that everything's on point with you know the production sound everything like that and like here me coming in right now. Seeing your guys' setup, I'm like, oh, nice. Yes. You guys got a producer, too. Facts. Like, and I can really appreciate it. You know, the mics, the, the, the I was talking with uh, your producer about the boom Josh. arm. Josh. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Shout, shout, uh, to, shout him. to Josh in the back, man. Yes, sir. Because it's tough because, like, we see exact, we're in the same exact field. So, with me, I was like, if we take the business series and we take the production quality series and the cameras and the lights and everything else like that and the soundboard, uh, uh, sorry, the, the, the sound, um, 
sound mixing panel. board and the sound panels, everything else like that, then other people are going to take us seriously. Be like, yo, I want to come on your platform because you guys take it serious. So. It took and me also, a long time to realize that because I just had an iPhone just posted up filming. <laughs> All that old wow. shit was just an iPhone. It took a while. But I mean, that's part of having the right team too. Like, bro, I had people on my team that were just like, we had like multiple cameras and, and the switchers so we could switch angles. And, you know, when you have people on your team that just makes aren't it way fucking better. serious. You need a team, shit. man. Yeah, yeah. You need a team. That's the biggest thing. As soon as you start making money as a YouTube channel, you need to stop. Don't think like, oh, I'm going to put it in the bank. Think, oh, hell no. Yeah. I'm going to invest this shit back into whatever I'm doing to make more of it, to make it better, et cetera. And yeah. it's funny. People that never you never thought would think, watch our show, watch our show. Like, for example, uh, The weekend was watching our mm-hmm. show. I was like, what? The <laughs> weekend? What the fuck? And you he know commented in the chat. I was like, oh, oh shit. But a lot of people want to know what random ass girls in the club are thinking. <laughs> and uh, your, your show gives you that feeling Facts. of like, damn, a little introspective. It's like a lot, of, well, a lot mm-hmm. of like modern day women. And like, I think the reason why it's so addicting to people is because what we do is... I don't want to say we set them up. We don't set them up, but like what we're exposing really is like just female delu- modern day female delusion is really what mm. it exposes. Is that like a lot of women like have crazy unrealistic standards on what they think a man should be, crazy entitlement, a lot of uh, lack of accountability. I've gotten into some like fierce debates about like the wage gap, about um, abortion being like a female problem. I, like I said it before, girls get mad. I'm like, yo. Um, abortion and like you know basically if you have if you're a single mom it's your fault oh my god you're toxically masculine oh no no all this other crap you're a misogynist i'm like no i'm not a misogynist how can you hold men accountable for something that they have no authority over look bumble knows you're exhausted by dating all the must not take yourself too seriously and six one since that matters and what do i even say other than hey <sighs> well That's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Authority comes with responsibility. So women in the United States have 100% decision over who gets born and who does not. Mm -hmm. Men have zero reproductive rights once the semen leaves your your wiener, right? Mm. Your penis. (laughs) Uh, So... So how can you sit there and say, oh, it's 50-50, anything like that, when the man has zero authority? So if you're a single mom, it's your fault because you could have chose to abort it or not. So, you know, it is what it is. But, like, that accountability, man, it's like kryptonite to a lot of modern-day women. Yeah. Not all, but a lot. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? They want the privilege and the, uh, you know, they want the pro-choice, but they don't want to deal with the pro-consequence. Yeah, and basically, we cover, basically, in general, what men really want and what women really want put it all in one room together and see what happens from there a discussion yeah. but like cover. yeah the discussion it exposes like a lot of things like you know uh, you know we talked about like you know abortion we talked about the wage I, man I've gotten fierce debates over the wage gap because a lot of women say well women earn only 70 cents on the dollar for every dollar that a bullshit. man makes that's all cap. all cap and respect to you for fucking fighting that fight that I don't feel like fighting because that's a lot to bite off but yeah it's yeah. obviously bullshit and every economist in the world will tell you that yeah yeah, yeah. It's just like, you know, and obviously this is a high IQ conversation, so I have to break it down. But like everybody knows right. that like, you know, women work jobs that are less paying. They, they don't want to work dangerous jobs. They tend to work less hours. Kids, all this stuff goes into it. But they want to say, well, they were No, it's because you're comparing all people that are full-time employees, male and female, and you're not accounting for career, mm-hmm. uh, hours worked, or any of this other stuff. So, and there's a bunch yeah. of other variables in it, but. And we hold men yeah. and women accountable. Facts. So yeah. not just women, men as well. So you got to level up in life. You can't be a yeah. bum. You can't be out here saying, oh, I want a, t- a nine or a 10. You're working at Walmart, living yeah. with your mom. No, nigga. Level up yourself, fitness, lifestyle, finance. And social media as well, so you can conquer all. We're even harsher on the guys, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Like we're way harsher on the dudes because I tell them like you have to become 
the girls aren't gonna let you come unless you become. You know what I'm saying? Fair enough. You know what I'm Bro, saying? Like, <laughs> it was funny too when I was when we when I did your show, and the guy and you was like, "Oh, AD, how do you? What do you suggest?" When I, and I said, "Just do lit shit." And you was like, "That's it in a fucking nutshell. Just do lit shit and look more lit and stuff like that, and women are gonna fucking want you." Yeah. And like most of the guys that were sending their Instagrams down, I was just looking at it like, yeah. "Oh my fucking Adam, god, Adam, we need you on the show. Oh, yeah, we need you on the show, bro." Oh, yeah, some, yeah, yeah. I'm trying to plan a Miami trip, so we gotta yeah. do that for sure. And, yeah. And yeah. did you? I don't, I don't know if you've seen the whole thing, but my homie that was in the studio actually <laughs> donated himself. Oh yes. <laughs> yeah, that's hilarious. Shout out to, yeah, to, to Joe to be Shout rated, to and he just pops up, and they're like, "Yeah," and they, they still told him no. But yeah, my guy's lit though. Yeah, okay, sir. but I wanted to ask a bit about business. Like, where yeah. do you guys see this going as a business? You have a bunch of different revenue streams from like the sort of dating courses to the the streaming, the YouTube money, the donations from people. Where do you guys think like the growth is going to come from? Obviously, I'm, I'm sure you guys are making enough money that you're pretty comfortable right now, but I'm sure that your ambition means that you are looking at the future as well. Yeah, so our goal is to hit a million subs and then a million a month. Mm. Right? So that's one of our goals there. And I just, I feel like regarding collabs as well, like we can cover a certain uh, marketplace, but we don't have all the access. Someone that's into like, you know, a rapper or athlete, they have a whole new audience that we don't have. Mm. So we want to do more collabs. We want to also, you know, promote more uh, of our branding elsewhere. Like even coming here is like a, you know, campaign run. So we're going to do more of that and pretty much grow from there. But um, yeah, what, what we've noticed is that because um, we've expanded because I know you said like before, like, are you guys like in the manosphere? Like we started out there, but like, you know, we've, we've been expanding out. And what we've noticed is doing collabs with other people in different niches, different, uh, you know, atmospheres in YouTube. Like we've been able to pull a good amount of their audience over to us because let's keep it a stack, bro. Dating Everyone is, is struggling with women nowadays. Yeah. Like, mm -hmm. the, like a lot of guys are having it tough. Like you know, if you tell you know, if you talk about like an average man that's making fifty grand a year, five foot nine, that's the average American male nowadays. They're struggling with these women, man. And at least if we can arm them with the knowledge that. Women are hypergamous. Women want a guy that's better than them, and you need to become better. And they know that little bit, and they don't believe the Disney fairy tales that women are sugar and spice and everything nice. It is what it is. And we hold both genders accountable. We tell the guys, you got to become better. And then for the women, you might not necessarily qualify for a six foot three chat that makes 100,000 plus a year if you're a single mom and you're overweight and you have two kids. <laughs> and, and you know what's funny too? You smell like cheese. <laughs> and it's funny too, like, we grew up watching No Jumper, right? Hey. We, we wanted to add more value to ourselves so we could be, be, you know, become guests on the show. And we did that, right? But it just goes to show that like, if you're somebody and you want to be a creator, you want to be successful, add value first and then approach. Because think about it. We didn't say, hey, we're going to come on the show. You saw the show too as well. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, a shout to Eliza. She recommended the shout show as well. Eliza. So just adding value to yourself as, as a guy and bringing value to other people goes a long way. Yeah, yeah, and like we, I'm not gonna lie, you guys were a big inspiration. You guys, Joe Rogan, mm -hmm. Tim Cast, uh, I watched all those podcasts. I looked at all y'all's equipment, everything like that. And I was like, okay, this is what we gotta get, everything like that. I'm like, yo, we're gonna beat them. No, <laughs> but, no, but that's uh, one thing I, yeah. I respected when I saw what you guys were doing because, you know, once once you're in the game, once you have like a good fan base and you're bringing in X amount of views per month and everything, you start to kind of look at the game, like from my perspective at least, and you think, okay, like, Who's going to be the next person to come into this and make a dent and really like carve out an audience? And mm -hmm. what's going to be the entry point? And one thing with No Jumper is that we've always done a shitload of views from talking to random ass girls. It's always been like a weird thing. If I interview a random <laughs> rapper Facts. that nobody knows, yep. we'll get 10,000 views. We interview a random girl off the street and her friend and they're talking about some crazy shit. Blow we might up. do a million views. It's crazy, yeah. And when I saw you guys' this thing, I'm like, ah, like because we're so focused <laughs> on interviewing rappers and stuff. 
they, whether it was through noticing that we had that dynamic or just noticing, because a lot of people have profited from that, whether it's academics and rice gum, having all these girls on Twitch and stuff yeah. like that. But, you know, talking, like normal guys talking to girls is, is always going to be like, I think, a pretty strong niche. But I saw you guys where you really fully doubled down on the random girl conversations. And I was mm. like, that's smart. And that's like a really good niche that wasn't yeah. occupied. It was random, bro. We just were in the studio one night with some girls. Fuck it, let's go live. Yeah. Yeah. And it's funny because like, I'd watch you doing interview solo. When you brought on AD, I was like, yo, I can relate to AD. Like, he's like, literally like me in the flesh, and you're like, mm -hmm. Myron. <laughs> <laughs> so shout, shout out to y'all, yeah, man. man no, it's, it's just like, because uh, with the girl interviews, like, at first, we, you know, we talked about dating and like, the raunchy stuff and stuff like that. But then like, we started like, trying to like, figure out like, all right, so what do you want in a guy? You know what I'm saying? Because we started to notice like, bro, like there's a trend here. Like, a lot of these girls are like, looking for the same dude. Because like, because yep. we, we have like, clients and our patreon everything like that that we talk we do zoom calls and we hear their problems on the male side and then we bring the girls in and we see what they want in the guy and then we start to connect it okay because we had known these truths that like you know women date up or whatever but it, it's it's like like for you to like actually connect the dots and yep. see it that it's actually <laughs> way bigger than you think like we thought like yeah the girls just want a guy of a certain level it's like nah no nah. they're all chasing that same small percentage of man because like from universally from a to z from a girl that's a strong, independent woman with a career to an OnlyFans girl, whatever, they all want a guy that's taller than them, makes more money than them, confident and ambitious, right? Catch-all term. And it is what it is. So like a lot of these like normal guys, we're coming back telling them, yo, you guys are seeing it right now in 1080p. These chicks are delusional. You yeah. need to become, not for the girls, but for yourself. And look, we save marriages, relationships. We brought people together. We never, we never thought possible. And then a lot of celebrities call us for advice. Yeah, a, lot, yeah. a lot of YouTubers and yeah. celebrities that you would never think of call us for advice. Yeah. So. And shout out to them. But yeah, yeah. like it, I think the biggest thing is that like guys are seeing with their own two eyes mm -hmm. how women really operate and think and then like what happens is like a lot of times they cap you know we put the hats on whatever yeah, us, bro. <laughs> yeah like hey Aiden you were there you, you threw you, put, you were like oh yeah this is cap too like we'll tell them hey what do you want in a guy and what I notice is that women will typically tell you something that's politically correct or like not gonna be seen as like they're a gold digger or a hoe yeah. but what they actually are attracted to and aroused by are two different totally things different. and there was actually like a study done on this where like they attached like electrodes to, to women and they showed them stimu sexually stimulating images. And what the women said they were aroused by versus what they were actually aroused by were two different things. They clicked on things mm -hmm. that were politically correct versus mm. what they were actually aroused by was like almost all of it, like monkeys banging, uh, girls kissing, <laughs> yeah. everything. So like, so like with girls, it's like, and I always make the joke, even women don't know what they want sexually, really. Like they, like they won't know until it like necessarily happens. So you can never ask a woman what do you like or you know ask a woman for dating advice i always say you don't ask a fish how to fish you ask a fisherman yep. and people get mad you're misogynistic no bitch i'm realistic <laughs> if you ask a woman what she's aroused by she's incentivized to not tell you because the things that turn her on are going to make her look like a hoe unflattering uh shallow whatever it may be so women always want to self-preserve because they're hive-minded creatures like for them to get ostracized by the group would mean death for them. Like, they're hardwired to want to always agree with the group. I don't know if you noticed on the podcast, but like, if we ask one girl something, the next girl mm -hmm. will argue, pretty All much along. agree with her. Or if they do disagree, they'll say, they'll say, well, you know, I see where you're coming from with that. And she'll like agree with her a little bit. But, then she'll make her point. But, you know, but she'll always say, but I see where we're coming from. So like <laughs> their their need to be accepted by the, by the group is so strong that they don't even understand what they're really aroused by so that they can appease that group. We call it the hive mind. So yeah. 
And that's and that's even like with the IG thing. I feel like after two or three, the girls said pass. They're all like, I'm not going to be Facts. the one that says yes. uh, uh, smash when it comes down to that. And then mm-hmm. even like the one girl, she said smash on somebody. Um, everybody said pass to all the girls looking at her kind of like, wait a minute. Like, mm-hmm. but, but think about the difference there where if there was just like a topic and we were going around the table giving our answer on it and you gave an answer that I didn't necessarily agree with, I would be eager to disagree with it because mm. I don't I don't I think it's like a guy and girl thing where girls yeah. don't want to rock the boat so much Facts. whereas for me yep. I see all the value in the world from having a contrarian perspective in yeah. reality I think as a YouTuber if I agree if I'm on the status quo if I'm not bringing something interesting to the table then mm. it's useless like I know I want to say something different when I'm listening to a podcast as like a co-host as opposed to like you know I'm hosting this one but when I, I do have the co-host role mm. I'm basically just looking for things I disagree with yeah, so I can go. hop in <laughs> and, and say fuck that that don't yeah. make no sense because that's interesting if I say yes yes I agree I'm not adding anything to that. And, and and see, that's one thing that I learned from Adam is like, okay, you can have the same mindset, but it's like sometimes we'll do the news and I'll be like, yeah, that's what he'll be like, AD, you have to fucking say something or just <laughs> give your fucking <laughs> opinion. Bro. So I try to like say things more in depth now yeah. and think about it. And that this shit even leads in when you talk to women and shit like that too. It's just like now it's like, all right, I'm not going to give you the basis of the shit. I'm going to break it down. The bitch was like, oh, he's, he's fucking smart too and it does yeah. all this shit. And, and like, see, yeah. that's the problem that I had like around the time that I started to get, like around the time I got in my relationship relationship when I would still be talking to random girls and shit like that I would start to feel like I'm doing all these interviews it's basically become my job to figure out how to have an interesting conversation Mm -hmm. and then I go on a date with some random girl and there is <laughs> no chance that this is going to be interesting. Nothing, and that bro. started to be so depressing and defeating to me that it was like that completely changed how I looked at dating because it's just like I think that was around the time, too, where I started to have cloud and have like a little bit of money. And I started to feel like, oh, like I could actually like have a girl that I consider to be like on my level rather than trying to sort of like make myself feel good by getting in a new pussy every night from a girl that don't mean shit to and me. And I'll say know? this too, because uh, you brought up a fantastic point ad with like uh like like pre-selection is real bro like i've always said it like you know there's a reason why there's 20 girls in a vip sitting there with like only two dudes and the reason why is because girls are more attracted to a dude when they know that other girls want him girls want to be with dudes that other with other guys want to be and other girls want to fuck and going back to the contrarian thing uh which is i i agree being contrarian is very important so i'll bring it back to the high value woman thing and why it doesn't exist so uh because one of the girls actually asked us on the show um, you know, does a uh, what you know does a high value uh, does a high exist? value woman exist and what makes a woman high value? And what I told her was a high value woman does not exist independently. So I looked at it like this. So as we discussed earlier, a woman, a man's value is how many attractive women can you attract, uh, and what uh, what caliber? How hot are they? Right? Like you know, obviously you look at like someone like Trey Songs, right? That's a high value man, obviously, and it's personified because anywhere he goes, the baddies are gonna be lined up mm-hmm. with him. Yeah, he's one, right? And he could pick the best one of it. That's male, you know, sexual selectivity, right? Like men are designed to procreate with the most girls quantity. Even if he chooses not to engage, which is Trey Song, so obviously he is engaging with most yeah. of them. But, you know, even if a guy decides that he's not going to fuck that many girls, yeah. just the reality that we all know that he could do that. that. Exactly. Exactly. He finds his value. Exactly. You know? Whereas, whereas many, many men can't do that. So that, that, that puts you like as a man that you want, right? You, you have the sexual selectivity that most men could only dream of, right? Then for a woman... Your values determine on what caliber of man can you attract and more importantly retain in some kind of long-term commitment where that security is added. That's why women want a guy stronger than them, makes more money than them, whatever, all hardwired for security, right? So a high-value woman 
is can only be accomplished if she can retain a high value man mm -hmm. because i yep. always say it if you take a king and he marries a peasant she becomes a queen but if you take a queen mm. and she hires a peasant he's just the queen's husband like it, it, like women don't women don't um a woman can't shift a man's status but a man can shift a woman's status up easily yeah. and that's why since the beginning of time women have pretty much married either at least bare minimum across hierarchies or preferably above so a man can change a woman's life but a broke uh, a broke a rich man can change a broke woman's life but a rich woman won't even look a broke man's way mm -hmm. period so therefore women aren't built to lead like i said before and they cannot be a high high value without a man that's high value first the thing is this women want participation trophies they want to say i'm beautiful no matter what no matter how fat i am no matter how rude i am they want to be able to say men should have standards i want a man that makes this much money this tall whatever they're okay with having their standards right and it's considered preferences but when a man's but when a man says hey i want a girl that's not fat not rude submissive whatever it's considered discrimination yeah that's the problem so with a woman her value comes from what caliber of man can you actually keep and retain if you have a high value man by your side that calls you his wife now you're a high value woman because you've been able to attract a high value man but you cannot be a high value woman independently by yourself because let's bring it back millions of years if a woman was by herself independently she would die she mm -hmm. would not be able to kill a woolly mammoth hunt. or be able to hunt or gather none of that stuff she's she pregnant. needed a man for provisioning security because when she gets pregnant exactly she's she, vulnerable she's done. so it's only in modern day times where women can arbitrarily call themselves i'm high value because i make a hundred thousand dollars a year no you're using masculine standards on yourself as a woman that's like me sitting around saying like well i could walk really good in heels you know what i'm saying i got i could get my hair really nice and long and look beautiful makeup like no you look at me like i'm a clown right because i'm using feminine standards to rationalize my value and that's what women have done they basically said well i want to play by the male rules when it suits me but i want to play by the female rules when it suits me too in other words i need you to respect me as a strong independent woman but i also want you to hold the door for me be a breadwinner and be a leader and more importantly protect my ass if someone breaks into the house but then if you tell her make me a sandwich or i need you to be feminine submissive <laughs> fuck you you fucking misogynist fuck out of here if you ain't gonna suck my dick i'm protecting you but that's the problem but when a man has standards it's considered misogynistic i could see so many people really Really take an issue with the no no such thing as a high value woman thing but it is really hard to think of examples of women who are like really truly rich famous doing their thing and that they haven't at some point found a guy to be their other half in this whole operation and a lot of the girls that i see who do end up making you know millions of dollars off only fans or whatever i i have the conversations behind the scenes and i know that they're priority quite often is finding a guy yep. to be the counterpart to whatever they've built yeah. because at a certain point for them it's like once they could just fuck a million guys or whatever it's just kind of same thing with a dude once they get to that point they sort of like lose any kind of like reason to keep doing that you know yeah 100%. it's just like it's just that we we're comfortable like holding men to standards but we're not comfortable holding women to standards because it's politically incorrect to hold women accountable or to tell them like you're a loser you know what i'm saying it's okay to call a man a loser but it's not okay to call a woman a loser so i look at it like a high value woman is not as abundant just like a high value man isn't a high value man is in the top five ten percent of men so a high value woman is also going to be in the top five to ten percent of men it's uh, sorry of women it's a mirror image it's just that we don't want to tell women that they failed if woman is fat rude obnoxious or crass we have social conventions out there to make her feel better for it. if she's fat love your curves girl it's okay 
If you're, she's bitchy, rude, and annoying, it's okay, girl. They can't handle you're strong and independent. You know what I'm saying? Or if she's um, annoying, whatever it is, oh, they, they're just insecure, small dick energy. But if a man's a loser, uh, a lame or fat, whatever, society punishes him for that. He don't get sex. He gets made fun of. He, you know, it is what it is. Men have to live in a fact-based reality. We don't get the benefit of living in a Disney fairy tale and being accepted for how we are. We have yeah. to perform. And Whereas I women... Don't have to perform and they're still coddled and told it's okay. So if I say something like you're not a 10 or you're not a high value woman, they look at me like I'm crazy. It's like, no, no, no. I'm just putting standards on you. Welcome to reality like the rest of us. Yeah, actually, our show is probably the first time a lot of these girls ever been held accountable or been told, hey, you're not as good as you are. Mm. And for that, for them, it's like, how dare you? But at the same time, it's like, yo, we're keeping it real 100. And your boyfriend or your guy who wants to smash you is never going to tell you this because they want to smash you. So they're always going to lie to you, tell you, oh, no, you're beautiful, whatever. When, bitch, you need a... a, a Bro, that's a shave. that's like the girl that I was sitting next to, and I know she got tired of me. <laughs> but I'm like... The one with the dilated eyes? What was no, that? No, no, no. Not, not her. her. Not oh, her. Okay. Not her. It's the other one. The Canadian, the, I right? need to know why. why the the, oh, the Canadian. Canadian. Yeah. Oh, it, she, she oh, yeah, you were roasting her, bro. I guess, bro. Tell them about what she doesn't do for her boyfriend, bro. Oh, because she's... She, okay, so for people, if you ain't seen it... She basically, she's a pretty girl. Yeah. She's like, yeah, I've been with my guy for a year. We don't have sex. And I'm like, what? What? Yeah, he's- Yo, AD was roasting her. Bro, I'm hilarious. Like, he's the- Duno in this bitch. Speaking of high value men, right? Yeah. Duno. <laughs> yeah, bro. But she was sitting there basically just saying like, he does this, he does this, he does these things for me. And I'm like, either the nigga is gay or he's just, you feel me? It's something. Or I said, I even said on the show, I said, yeah. you need to run. He might kill you. Like, it's something wrong with this yeah, guy. Because no man with fucking value is going to sit and wait around in this time that we live in for one individual woman for a whole fucking year virgin, and don't get nothing. And you're not a virgin? Bro, I've asked her in the elevator, yo, real talk, don't lie to me. Is that true? She's like, yes. I'm like, yo, are you giving him a blowjob at least? Yeah, I give him a blowjob. I'm like, it's still trash, even, even then, it's not even enough, bro. Why is yeah. she not trying to have sex, though? Bro, she... Celibacy. She, no, she said celibacy she has some ex- experiences, and she wants to wait until she gets married. I'm like, bruh. Yeah, I yeah. guess. And, yeah. And, and standards was up the roof, though, yeah. of everything that she fucking wanted. Yep. And then we even asked her off camera. We was yeah. like, let's see your boyfriend. She shows us the guy. We're like, <laughs> there's no way that this nigga bro. right here... He seemed... Like a good boyfriend? He looked like, like no, bro, like a, a well black Gaston or something, yeah. bro. He was well put together. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Ain't no way he That's your way of saying he's hot. <laughs> you can't even say You have I to can't. compare him to a Disney character. Pause. Pause. These, Pause. these women look at the Disney fairy tales. I'm going to compare it to that. Pause. Pause. <laughs> I would have said, damn, he was a little baddie. <laughs> no, okay. I don't say that. Pause. But I'm like, there's no yeah. way that this guy is, is mentally being tortured for this. Russell Westbrook. Or whatever. I don't believe that. You don't believe it? He ain't waiting. I (laughs) mean, mean, Russell Russell Wilson. Wilson, Whatever. Okay, okay. That is for religious reasons. Then I can understand that. Like, you know what I'm saying? If you're really into God and you're saying you want to wait for marriage and stuff like that, that's different. Religion, right? Her and her boyfriend are religious. Yeah, then he might be on on that way. Her religion is not wanting to fuck another guy like future. Well, that nigga is not Russell Wilson. (laughs) Exactly. Right? Exactly. But that's the thing that trips me out about that is like, okay, I've had friends over the years who started dating a single mom and all of a sudden they're taking care of the kid. And I look at it and I'm like, you know what? You're a good guy. I respect you because. I would not do that. (laughs) But but like, because it's like, okay, that Russell motherfucker, (laughs) he's not piping. Okay. You're religious. He's piping now. He got kids. Now he's married. Yeah. But you're looking at future's kids and you, you can see it. Like I look at my kid, you look at my kid, you see my face and her face, right? Yeah. Okay. 
I know you listen to Dirty Sprite too, motherfucker. You looking in that kid's at that kid's face, Percocet, Molly Percocet. That's gotta be a tough day today. Looking at the kid thinking that all these hits running through your head, bro. I'll say this: we 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 use Future's line from uh, Low Life. On on our on our intro, if you know, if she catches me cheating, I'll never right. tell her sorry. sorry. So I notice, I'm like, these guys are real toxic, yeah, right? You know now. what I'm Because, yo, I, I fuck with Future, bro. I agree with yeah. everything he does. Like, if these chicks don't want to smash, you be kicking them out. That's why I be doing too. Like, I, I like, yo, you ain't trying to smash? get the fuck out of here. I'm on on that wave too. But the biggest thing is, we tell guys on a podcast all the time. Mm-hmm. Yo, don't pay full price for something that's been used, bro. And I know that's like, that's gonna sound horrible, whatever, but like, you know, like, and the biggest thing is like, whatever. If you wanna deal with a chick, that's one thing, but like to raise another man's kids, bro, bro, that's tough. I did it, bro. I can guarantee you, bro, if you're a single guy out here trying to make it, that's the worst thing you can do. Mm -hmm. Dude, like, cause I'm not saying that she's a bad person or her kid is bad, I'm just saying like, if you wanna be successful, you wanna move forward in life. Taking care of another man's kids while he's up partying, getting lit, and you're doing dealing with that shit, bro. Yeah. It's not fair. That's the biggest one is raising and, and another man's kids. For I think. me, like when I look at like now I'm in a relationship. Now I make sure that I'm home by, you know, seven, eight PM so I could chill with her, sit on the couch, talk about mm-hmm. her day, you know, all these things. Yeah. That's me living a more balanced life. That also puts me at a disadvantage. When you're mm-hmm. young yeah. and you're really grinding, you should be on your fucking laptop or working or doing whatever it is you have to do until fucking midnight before yep. you go to sleep. You should be actually grinding every fucking Networking, part of the day. Doing you, everything. you haven't mm-hmm. earned your leisure time yet. Yeah. When I'm sitting on the couch watching The Fucking Handmaid's Tale, that's leisure, <laughs> which I haven't actually seen yet, but I, heard, I watched Boogie Nights Saturday. I never used to watch movies coming up because I was way too focused on the grind. Fact. Now I'm going to chill out and watch a movie from time to time. I earned that. But you don't, you don't get movie time early on. You should no. never see a movie your whole and, life until you make it. And I'll say this, too, from like being a dad. like One thing I've noticed, I, I'm not a father, but what I've seen fathers do is like when you have your own children, you'll do certain things and you'll uh, work a, a certain level of, with a le- certain level of tenacity mm. that can't be replicated because... There's nothing like uh, having children at home that you're providing for that will provide even more coal to that furnace for you to work yeah, even and harder. Ha- and then, bro, too, going back to what you said of uh, being single, dealing with a, a single woman. Uh, um, single mom. Bro. Carl Thomas said it best. If you ever go back to the, uh, uh, I wish I never met her. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> At the end of that fucking song, yeah. she chose to stay for the kids. So you spend all your time and your fucking yeah. money sitting there chasing it, and she then went back with the goddamn baby daddy. Thanks. Bro, okay, I never said this on air before. This is probably an exclusive oh, here. But a big reason why also I knew I had to get it was because I would see her text between her and the baby daddy. Mm. And oh. he'd be like, yo, I miss my family. I want y'all back. And I could tell she was like, yeah, I love, I love, I love the guy I'm with now, but it's like, damn, that's my family. And I could see, listen, you know what? I kind of want to go back. So you know what? Go back. You never told me that, bro. I know. I'm just saying. <laughs> it's an exclusive, but I'm just saying. Yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> and you dodged the child support. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but you know, it's, it's the imprint, right? When you have a kid with a girl, that's your girl, bro. Like, she, it's the imprint of that, of that man. Uh, busting inside of you, you have a kid for that man. You, you can't break that. No, yeah. no, no nigga can come 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 and change that 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 uh, that dynamic. So I'm just saying, for example, if you were the chick, bro, and she has a kid, I guarantee you, she still loves that baby daddy in some capacity. Mm-hmm. So you know, and you and you guys are both fathers. So like, yeah. you guys mm-hmm. could probably speak to this. Like, Two you guys probably over. work. Yeah. yeah, you guys probably work like like when you guys work. It used to be like, oh, I'm working to make this money. But now you guys are like. Mm-hmm. 
well, I got a family too. Like yeah. I got kids. It like, makes like, you, it forces you to have a bit of balance. Yeah. You know, because you just are going to have that time where you are going to be sitting around with the kid for four or five hours and focused on them and not yeah. able to be focused on making more money or getting more pussy or whatever it is that you're thinking about, <laughs> yeah. which I think is good. Like it helps you balance your fucking life out and lets you focus on things that are more important. But my point is that you're not ready for that when you're in your <laughs> early 20s. Yeah, you have yeah. no reason to race. In. I, I honestly, I was having a conversation. 35 years old. That's what I, I was said. having <laughs> a conversation with a girl last night who's 20. She's in you know, adult films, basically. She's making oh, a shit. lot of money. She's got a guy. She's all of a sudden, she's telling us that she's about to have a kid. And she's been with the guy for six months. And I'm just thinking, you're 20. Like, Damn. the idea, right, is that you're going to have a kid with this guy and be with him for all these years. Why not wait a couple more years and then do the kid? Because realistically, having the kid's going to change your body like crazy. And realistically, you might not be as popular in the porn world from that. And if you think you're going to be with this guy for 10 years, what is it to wait two more years? You know, mm -hmm. like that's just not it's not smart at all. But you see young people make these fucking mistakes yeah. over yep. and over and over. And you wish that you could just embed and some fucking I think women should get their kids as young as they can. But six months is OD. Like she's got to know him longer. See, yeah, even, hey, good for yeah. her. But yeah. for him, that's a weird yeah. Yeah, for him it's yeah. yeah. <laughs> even me, even me, bro. I was into the street life and shit like that early. I had my daughter on my 20th birthday, bro. Oh. You know what I'm saying? So, mm. and I can tell you firsthand, that's the hardest shit to do is to raise a fucking kid if you don't have a lot of back support. So luckily my grandma was alive. Mm. She was there to watch her whenever I need to go out and do that. Um, you know what I'm saying? Plenty of grandmas and stuff, aunties and shit. If you don't have that in place, if you don't have people behind you that's really going to help you, that is the worst shit. And I even see the shit now with my own baby mama. It's like she wants to do things. But it's like that support system of so many people, your baby daddy's out there sacrificing and making shit time and networking and doing all type of stuff like that. Yeah. Hey, the grandma is gone. This grandma is gone. You can't really do what you really want to do. So you guys mm -hmm. should really wait and figure shit out before you even decide on having a As child. As a man especially. Hey, we, mm -hmm. we asked a bunch of millionaires this question. What's well, one thing young guys should avoid you know, to make it and be successful? They said relationships, mm -hmm. <laughs> especially kids. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, honestly, focus on like that's one thing. If I could go back to my 21 year old self and give him some advice, I would tell him beat off a lot. <laughs> don't, don't worry about going to the bar. Don't worry about trying to get some ass. Don't worry about trying to yeah. prove yourself through getting a bunch of girls. Focus on building yeah. up your wallet, your business, Facts. your identity. I like that you focus on fitness because that's something that throughout my mm -hmm. life I've kind of always had a hard time. I wish I had had a fucking six pack in my 20s. God, I would have been out there <laughs> slaying. It kept no me from a lot of trouble, bro. I, yeah. I was a D1 athlete in college and then I went into like, uh, you know, bodybuilding in my 20s. You know, like just, you know, trying to be aesthetic. But it kept me away from a lot of like stuff. Like I've never done a drug yeah. in my life i've always been pretty rarely drink you know so yeah it, it kept me away from bad things but Same. i like that you guys aren't crazy about drinking because ad thinks that drinking is like the solution to all of life's problems <laughs> yes. wait wait he didn't even take a shot but hey, hey, it's fun though when he's drunk yeah. though but when see, i go around him at the club i know he's gonna make me but take see a this is see this is the thing that people don't understand hmm. when i go home i have Bottles everywhere. I don't touch them motherfuckers. I use mm. drinking as a networking tool there you go. to 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 get down and, and, and fuck with people C and shit too. Because too. people, it's you and OT in an Airbnb taking thirty <laughs> shots together no. is not a networking tool. No, no. Listen, <laughs> and that's what I, I go. Wait, 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 like, wait a minute. Yeah. I go to the clubs, right? 
Yeah. I'm in the clubs that all these people are in. Mm. What do people do when they go to the clubs? They drink alcohol. Yeah. How are people when they're off of alcohol, alcohol? They're more susceptible to be cool with you, yeah. give their number out, hey, and feel like they have a brotherly thing. Exactly. So I use that to my advantage when I do business and shit. If I want a song with somebody, guess what? Hey, hey take a drink with me, bro. Yeah. And now we're sitting there telling stories, and it's not, okay, damn, this is somebody that's cool with me, and this is somebody that I could trust. So like you said, it's all about the per- a perception of the shit. Yep. I don't do it to just do it. Yeah, and, I and come here. Well, I come here. Yeah. I don't have to fucking drink anything, but I know business wise that shit is good. And it's funny. I met multimillionaire. Shout to him, Andrew Tate. And he was smoke cigars. Right? I was like, bro, why are you smoking cigars? Like, you're you're obviously you're successful. Like, why are you doing this? He's like, networking. The people I've met in a room smoking cigars are billionaires, and because of that networking con- uh, connection by smoking cigars, I know I have a deal that's over. It's a lot of money. So basically. <laughs> basically Using that as, as a networking tool is very powerful. And drinking as well, like, I see now why I may need to start drinking socially in that setting because it's like, if I'm there and I don't drink, it's like, why is he not drinking? It's kind of weird. And that's why you did it, too. too. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Because you were around different people. Yeah. Of that, And it's crazy, too, because I took him to places that he's never been to in his never. own city. And di- he met. This dude goes di- everywhere. Yeah. And he's met. He met a different type of caliber of people that yeah, he can see, sit there. <laughs> nah. <laughs> AD only does fly shit. Do not yeah. tell you. He only does gay shit. Nah, nah, nah. Hey, if you ever watch my story, you ever see where I go, I go to nice restaurants. Mm-hmm. I go to nice nightclubs and shit like that. And I run into motherfuckers because I like to do the same thing that these motherfuckers motherfuckers like to do yep. and guess what the clubs wouldn't even exist if people didn't want to drink alcohol when Facts. they was fucking there but okay i think I, I think it was chris rock who i heard doing a bit one time where he was talking about how he'll do exactly the amount of drugs he needs to do to fit in <laughs> yeah meaning if he hung out with some girls and obviously he's talking about his younger stuff he hangs out with some girls they're doing some coke all right he's gonna do his little bump just to not seem like he's a fucking cop from my perspective, when I imagine going to to the club with you on Saturday, I'm imagining myself taking like two shots and maybe having like a mixed drink in my hand just so I could like fit in because I'm just not a person who wants to get drunk. Yeah. But then at the same time, like I'll be honest with you, I had a good time at that wedding yesterday. By the end of the night when everybody was dancing and I hadn't been drinking but everybody else was and everybody else is fucked up dancing all crazy and stuff, it was starting to hit me like... Me not drinking is really like kind of separating me from being yeah. able to be on the level that everybody else and, here is at. You and know? too, if you really think about it, right, this is a rap centered platform, correct, right? Mm. What do all rappers fucking love? They weed. love weed, weed and they love alcohol. <laughs> alcohol. Yep. When yep. they get into business, yep. you see rappers come out with their own alcohol. You mm-hmm. see people like Diddy who has Ciroc and stuff like yep. that. Or cannabis. You know, cannabis. Taking advantage of people like you. No, not taking Who overuse the product. <laughs> you, can, you, can, you can say that. You can say yeah. that. But if you think about it, Diddy is not going to send a, a, a person he knows he, that not drinks a, a, a big old bottle of Ciroc, Ciroc or anything or even want them to promote that motherfucker at the end of the day. Drinking brings people socially together and shit. And as long as you don't over fucking do that shit, that's the best network until it loosens you up yep. and even now like when I first started doing podcasts yeah I used to drink because I felt like oh that's where my personality comes out and stuff like that now I don't have to fucking do this shit now and it's because it's becoming second nature to a nigga even mm. though that I'm not the fucking best yet and I'm still getting better at this shit mm. I don't feel the need every Wednesday to go stop at the fucking supermarket and go get a fucking I go get a fucking fucking bottle now yeah, but man, for the record I don't think that doing like a little bit of coke is actually as no. good an idea as <laughs> I, because reality is if you 
do a little bit of coke and you're not used to doing coke, you're going to have a crazy 20 minutes and then I like, is, 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 and realistically, if you're a normal human being, you're just going to keep doing coke. Like, that's what almost, it's addictive for a reason. Like, yeah. I'm not even going to try that shit, bro. And yeah, and I, would, get, I wouldn't recommend it. And, and you're going to get condemned. Right. Yeah. And you're going to get condemned. So when you're in these social settings and five people are not doing something and you're not the one doing that shit, they're like, He's not our friend. Like, fuck yeah. him and shit like that. Now, yeah. this circle is going to continue to move. And, and and I seen my nigga Walter, a.k.a. Fresh, <laughs> I seen him come to the club with us. You see the bottles coming out. Everybody is sitting there drinking. They're turned up. They're having a good-ass time. Women are all around. They're dancing. They're doing this and doing that. And he's just sitting there like... Uh, you know what they did? Give me one shot now and stuff like that. Yeah. And what that did, everybody around us is like, yeah, yeah Walter, yeah, yeah, let's yeah. go. And now niggas is like, hey. The next day, hey man, where's Walter at? Man, call him up. What's fresh? First they thought your name was Chris. We now that's Walter. The fuck shot. Shot. We're gonna yeah. make him take yeah. one more shot tonight. I'll, I'll say this too, like uh, as a witness, like eighty, like bro, you, you drink, like you, you hold it, like you, you're sober, like you, I see no difference between now and like when you were in Miami. Mm -hmm. But uh, what I was gonna say was, yeah, definitely, like when it comes to like social situations, whatever they call alcohol, like social lubricant for a reason. So like for me, I always used to say it like this: don't. Uh, don't make the occasion to drink, drink, drink for the occasion. And like, what mm -hmm. I would do is like, you know, I'll still go out. Like, I could socially drink whatever. I just wouldn't get too plastered. And like, I'm gonna go out with y'all on Wednesday. I ain't gonna be no buzzkill, mm -hmm. you know. So for me, I just like make it worth it. You know what I'm saying? Which obviously, I'd rather drink with you guys in your city, hang out, and see what's going on versus like doing it in Miami because I already know the bimbos over there on other stuff. So, <laughs> yeah. um, but no, it's it's very important because yeah. like you were saying, if you don't, people are gonna look at you like, oh, that's like weird. But like, what's wrong with Even you? Even on a date, imagine you go to bar with a chick and oh, you yeah, don't drink. She's like. Nigga, you're trying to get me you're trying to, you're yeah. trying to great me yeah, yeah. for sure like, oh hell no so it's all about social setting I would say it's all about, also about intentional. one beer ain't gonna kill you intentional impact you and know? the other thing if you won't take one drink it's kind of like like I've had this conversation with people from uh, one of my friends from England and we were talking about one of our buddies out here who doesn't drink at all yeah. and he goes you know, I just really don't know if I can trust him. Yeah, people feel like <laughs> What does he think they, is going to happen? No, they, no, people really, yes, people really people do, though, bro. Yes. If you don't and, do it, yeah. And that's, why, and that's why I said when you go to social settings and you drink with people, mm. that makes that guard go down. Because as somebody whose guard is always up, being yeah. from Compton, yeah. bro, you're... you're not to trust people but for, for yeah. better or for worse because some people will take a couple shots and turn into the biggest cunt you ever yeah. seen in your life and then you'll yes. realize oh I don't really like this guy like the way that I thought yeah. I liked him you if, know if, but, if, so they, the control, like, if they can't handle it every like if, if your tolerance is just like a weed tolerance and shit yeah. you're not gonna go do a thousand milligrams of some shit the first time that you fucking oh, yeah. smoke it's like yeah. training wheels and shit too I've drank enough to where I know what I could be controlled at and as long as I don't cross that path it's yeah. not gonna fuck me up business, business wise it's not gonna fuck me up dating. It's not gonna do anything else. I don't know about health though, but bro, you the same dude, bro. Like we're, we're, yeah. we're, we're at the chill in the studio, you were drinking this shit. Like the same dudes now. So it's like you just don't get him high because you, you turn no high. I turn into a <laughs> potato. He holds his liquor. I'll tell you that he holds his liquor well. Right? I, just, I can't I, get high. I, oh, I can't man. hold the weed. I'm a fucking potato, bro. Be on that couch, passed out for yep. two hours. <laughs> Yo, okay, so we're like two and a half hours in right now. Oh, um, shit. That was dope. And we got something else we got to record after this. But uh, basically, I don't know what. What do you guys want to shout out? What are you guys working on that you want the people to know about? Adam22 will be going and joining the Fresh and Fit podcast at yes. some point. Hell in the future. yeah. Hopefully, AD will come with me. Yes. I'm coming. Baby Parker will it's, come as well. It's on the company card. Yeah. Yeah. Yo, we're going to come pick y'all up, man. VIP treatment. And the radio, you know time it is. And I appreciate you for that, too, because yeah. when you hit me, you said you didn't pick it up on the airport. I'm like, nah, nigga. <laughs> <laughs> you got his people here. But yeah, man, um, you can follow us on Instagram, uh, Fresh and Fit Miami. That's our joint page. Uh, mine is Fresh Print CEO. 
uh, Unplug Fit with two T's. And we are dropping a course on Instagram. We're re-releasing our, our DMs on Demand course yeah. uh, July. July um, 1st. And then um, Patreon.com slash Fresh Fit, man. Yeah, Patreon. That's where they get the most stuff. Like we we put out all the, like when I do the kickouts of like the girls or who, you know, Behind one individual, we do a, like we record everything for safety reasons, obviously and legal reasons, but also we put it on Patreon so people can see like the craziness behind, like as you guys see, we had a, bunch of ratchet checks whatever mm. so you get it there and then we also do a weekly zoom call where we talk about real estate investing Date, making money dating. girls dating fitness all and we that also other answer stuff. every single question that all, all our patrons they ask questions like hey bro why did my girl cheat on me why did this happen we answer yeah. a, a video response and then all the episodes that we can't put on youtube we put on patreon as well yeah mm. so, so patreon.com slash fresh where they could find us and then yeah man we, we help guys with general male self-improvement you know with everything fitness finances and girls yeah and we need you on the park we need both y'all on the podcast we need you guys with some girls, we're bro. coming yeah. back with some we're coming girls. back yeah, man, I'll be lit. East Coast, West Coast combination with the two best podcasts on the best coast, man. Hell yeah. I grew up in New Hampshire, so I consider myself <laughs> an East Coast. I'm from Connecticut, man. Oh, for real? I grew up in Connecticut. Oh, okay. Yeah, Interesting. Man. College okay. in Boston, man. New nice. England. Shout out to New England. There we go. Shout out to New England. Shout out to Tri State. Shout out to Barbados. <laughs> <laughs> Rihanna. Rihanna. Shout out to Compton. New Hampshire's <laughs> the only state worth living in in New England. No state income tax. That's a very nice thing. I mean, yeah. that's a weird thing I grew up with, and you might not know this, and this is completely irrelevant. It's almost everybody watching this, but if you <laughs> grew up in like Boston, you would drive a half hour over, Massachusetts. The, over the state line so you could buy, you know, a TV at the mall and not have to pay income uh, sales tax on it. Wow. You save, you know, 150 bucks on your thousand dollar TV. Boom. You drive it back to Boston. It's not even illegal. Yeah, some damn so everyone used to do when I was in college, Boston. Yeah. Drive I, I was always way too. I was, I was always so convinced that I was going to have money that I wasn't trying to be cheap. Even, <laughs> when, I, even when I was broke. Hey, I feel like go. the more money you get now, you just be over it. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Until I go to Miami and spend eighty thousand dollars in the club. Hey. hey, and if you did that, I don't think nobody. That's Adam twenty two. It's normal. Hell no, that ain't normal. I'm a cheap fuck. <laughs> Fresh and fit, no jumper, coolest podcast in the world. Check us out on YouTube, SoundCloud, iTunes. Like, comment, and subscribe, and nojumper.com if you want to support. We will be on stream on Friday listening to your music for one hundred and twenty dollars per music video or song play. Fuck with us. <laughs>